Here we go. Late Sunday night. Post Sunday night football. Big day of NFL football. And um, we're just getting started. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> this feels like uh, we're on the East Coast or something. Our, our version, you know? Actually, because yeah. the East Coast, this game would have started. It'd be like uh, five minutes into the game right now. <laughs> That's right. At 849. <laughs> so a lot of respect for you guys out, out East. Uh, if you are watching this YouTube, Thank you. You're watching it live. There's a podcast. Go check that out. That'll be in the description of this video, although I'm not sure that it is right now. Uh, If you are listening to this podcast, great to have you. We've got a YouTube channel. Go check that out. But either way, subscribe. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube, please hit that like button. We appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Sorry, I was tweeting. I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. No, I I was tweeting our link uh, to the people. So, yeah, Facebook. Check out the Facebook page. You got to leave a question. We need you to leave some questions on the Apple iTunes. Did you say that? No, I didn't. Yeah, leave some questions. We need some questions. We we didn't actively skip because we were lazy a little bit, but we didn't also have any questions, so you got to do some questions. Leave some questions, Apple iTunes or Facebook. Do that and do that now. Yeah, we had a bunch of reviews, but we want the question on the review. So uh, yeah. leave the question. Tell us your favorite bar, five stars, and uh, hit us for the mailbag. And... Um, yeah, man, there's just there's a lot to get to, so let's dive into it. This podcast is, and we got a lot of people in the comments too, so we'll get to some of your stuff. Sponsored, we are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. As uh, a couple people, I was at in Seattle this weekend, John, and a couple people brought Tito's up. One guy was like, "Hey, you got to come by the tailgate. We're making." Uh, uh, tell, tell people about Tito's, and I'll find this. This is James. We James are spo- Milligan. We are sponsored by the number one vodka, the number one spirit in America, Tito's. Handmade vodka, based in Austin, Texas, all over America. Head to your local store right now. Go pick yourself up a bottle. Reasonably priced. Price point is incredible, especially just a bottle like this. But even the handles. I mean, they are the incredible value, especially for what you're getting. Tito, sponsor Haber Middlecoff for this football season. Because of games like this, they know we'll be live. They know we'll have your guys eat your balls. And, uh, yeah, I had some Tito's. and so I actually had a bunch of John Daly's on Friday, took Saturday off. But Friday got after it pretty good, just John Daly's, because they flow so well. You Sometimes you're like, whoa, I'm already four or five deep, and then you let it rock and roll. So How yeah. about this? We might have to have uh, – we, we have to – I don't know if you want to spice this one, but uh, James hit me up over the weekend. He's like, hey, uh, c- come by the tailgate. Tito's on me. We have a drink called the Horsecock. It's like a horse feather, but with Tito's and a dash of Tabasco. Did you say the horse cock? That's what he called it. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's a horse feather? What's in that? I don't know. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> no comment. I don't even know what this guy's talking about. But I don't either. I appreciate it. Go get your make yourself a Tito's. Make yourself a Tito's and soda. Make yourself a cocktail. All right, John. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, and don't forget to savor responsibly. It's a great product. Keep sending us photos of you enjoying your Tito's as you did again this weekend. We appreciate that. Also brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the number one will there match that first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. If you accept the bonus, you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus, but either way, use HAM1 to let them know that we sent you. Yep. And if you listen to us, we were 0 for 2 this weekend on our lock of the week and our dud of the week. But you know, the great thing is, guy, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, Monday Night Football. Probably the best Monday Night Football game so far this year. Eagles at the Cowboys. Birds, as of right now, are getting three and a half. Mike McCarthy, 
I would say would not be in a great spot if he loses to Nick Sirianni at home and goes to one and two of the Eagles are in first place. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. So it's a, I think it's a must win game for McCarthy. He's favored by even more than three points. You see there, Trent Williams from Australia got hurt in practice. So now Andre Dillard, their first rounder from a couple years bumped up. He's starting this game against the boys. So uh, I, I'm actually really excited to watch. Like, this is a good Monday Night Football game. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes the brands in this division can be shitty. And, hell, I mean, these both might be 8-9 win teams. But early in the season, I'm invested. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Go place a bet on the game. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll get back to work with our lock of the week next week and um, our dud of the week where we, we find the worst game and we're obligated to uh, to then bet on that. All right, let's start with this, John. Just game reaction to Sunday Night Football Niners and Packers. The 49ers had a game-winning drive until they didn't. Uh, it felt like – Devontae Adams felt kind of like Steph Curry when they're just running him off nine screens and they're just finding a way to get him the ball and you just know if he catches the ball, you might be in trouble because Steph will hit the shot. Uh, that's what it felt like tonight watching Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. It, it – it also felt like there were like nine total possessions in the game. Like every possession was so valuable because it felt like there weren't that many opportunities. Well, they had several three and outs early in the game at halftime, a little like the Eagles game. Now they were down in the Eagles game. I think they were winning seven to three. This thing, they were down 17 to seven, but scored with zero seconds on the clock at the end of the half. Felt like they were pretty lucky to be down 17, seven and a half. They were yeah, getting thoroughly mollywopped. Rodgers was 16 of 18 for almost 200 yards, and Devontae had 7 for 73. But the stats, at the time of watching it, I wrote down the stats. I'm like, this feels low. <laughs> like this, It feels like Devontae's got 12 at halftime for a buck 80. That, that you have no answer for him. And listen, when you have multiple wide receivers, I don't know, like the Niners are going to see coming up for the next several weeks. A.J. Green, Hopkins, Rondale Moore. Next week, you got Lockett and D.K. They just have one guy. So you got to figure out in this day and age, in 2021, what makes the Packers so unique that they're so good, partly because they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. They've kind of been kicking the shit out of everyone for the last couple years with just one wide receiver. Now, their running back's good, and obviously they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But they do not like got three wide receivers who scare you they have one guy and the Niners I mean really had no chance to stop him all night long including the last drive he caught two balls yeah and he turns out to be one of the best receivers in the NFL right well he's a Hall of Fame level he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame one day probably he will go dogs yeah he's on that pace yeah especially if they stay together you know if they continue you heal Tafoya he asked him Pippen and MJ broke up uh, because MJ retired, but but at the but I at think the they're end. both gonna be on the Packers next year. These two, yeah. If they are, then Devontae would be on the path. Um, but you still see that the, some of the I I think one of the things watching the Niners Sunday night was some of the things that you were concerned about that we were as that we talked about during the whole offseason. Like they were real things, right? Some of the things we talked about um, before the game, they're real things. Their running back depth is a real thing. Their secondary is even more real than that. And Jimmy, Jimmy, in terms of his high end, which we'll we'll get to some of these individual issues. I mean, and now they've got, like you said, Seattle coming up. And Seattle's kind of a, it's kind of a, the Niners are not in a desperate spot, I wouldn't say, but Seattle Seattle is more desperate. Seattle must more desperate. Seattle is. Um, So, you know, what's the target? Do you, can you get to the buy at 
at three and two and split the next two? Can you get to the buy? It feels like getting to the buy at four and one now is going to be a major challenge. But you that know, was going to be a challenge though when you looked at the schedule, right? When you looked at those th- four straight games. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess I guess three straight games. The Packers. Well, yeah, especially when you looked at the Packers game before you watched the Packers play week one, when you thought that's how this game could look. Yeah, but even after you watched him play week one, having that guy at quarterback is always going to be a challenge. He didn't throw for 400 yards tonight. Now, I think this speaks to what you're talking about. It felt like they had the ball a lot, but he threw for 260 yards. You know, you go through the box scores today, that's low. Like a lot of guys in the NFL throw easily 320, 340, 350. So the yardage and really the points, right? It's, this game was not 38 to 35. You know, they were, they were at 17 for a long period up until the third quarter. So the, the, they never, I, I wouldn't say that the Niners, they were never in control in the first half, but luckily the Packers didn't have 28 points on the board. Well, there were only three punts in the second half combined. Well, the so Niners was, take – Jimmy's king of, like, if he's going to score, it's going to be a six- or to eight-minute drive. <laughs> like the, the Niners don't do two-minute drives with Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have the ability to do that. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy does run a four-yard pass and then some crazy thing, and they barely get a first down. So if they have two first downs and a drive and then a punt, the drive takes five and a half minutes. That's, right. that's, the, the Niners take a lot of time off, by the way. There was a period of point in that game where it felt like the Niners – had to work their ever-loving ass off to gain 10 yards in three plays. Well, I know what Trav you're talking about because it felt like it was nine plays to get to the, their own 30. It was, it just, <laughs> and, and then they barely get over it. And then they'd have to do a review. And they're like, first down. Like the Packers like, ding, ding, doom, boom, boom, first down. It's just so right. easy. The Niners, you got, you got like chin stabs breaking. You got double teams. And then it's like three plays and they, they get uh, 10 yards and a quarter. Yeah, it's it takes a lot of things to go right to get from the 25 down to the goal line. They have to make a lot of plays. Well, we talked about it in the pregame show. One thing that really hurt, their, their running back situation was a disaster tonight. And we love Juice. He's a he's a core member of the guests on this show that we uh, that we stand by and we support. But like there were points in time tonight in the passing game is one thing. He is a dynamic player in the passing game because he's going to get matched up on a guy that he's going to have an advantage. But when you have to consistently hand him the ball, they don't want to do that. They have to do that, one, because most of Kyle's good running backs are injured, and two, clearly he doesn't trust the other running backs. I mean, Trey Sermon, part of this scheme to be successful is you can't dance. So when you do the outside zone and you're like, oh, do a little shimmy, oh, don't see a big hole, shimmy a little more, well... Yeah, the Bro, spin move that used to create separation in college does not create the separation in the NFL. Yeah, but the, but they're not road grading people. They're creases, and you have to hit them. And even if you hit them and it's not really there, you'll still get two or three yards. They had way too many. I bet Kyle's going to be hot tomorrow in the office for the run game and mainly on their third-round running back. He just he played pretty Soft would be the wrong way to put it, but just he didn't play the right way for this scheme. If you're going to no. play that way in this scheme, it will not work. He didn't look like Elijah Mitchell looked. He didn't look like he looked on his carry that he got hurt on in Philadelphia. Well, the hole was a little bigger on that. On okay, that it's true. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it, three yards of carry. It's just even, especially for them, that's why I thought it was so big 
when they scored the touchdown before the half, then they come back and score again. And it's like, okay, now maybe you can kind of do more of the stuff that feels like your offense. It was, it was a, uh, you know, it's such a cliche when coaches say you got to get, we got to get the ball into the hands of our playmakers. And maybe this is part of the Garoppolo conversation, but it really was a get the ball into your hands of your playmakers game. But, but at, at all, and you were willing to take on any risk to do it. Like at times they were getting the ball to Debo and they were walking a fine line of an interceptable ball. They would get the ball to Kittle. They'd get the ball to, I mean, they, they got the ball to Ayuk, but it was, it, it, you're used to seeing, I think a little more, uh, a little more in their offense of guys being schemed open. And for whatever reason tonight, it didn't look like it normally looks in that regard. Right. Um, and we can get to Kyle too, but it's look, I think before we get to any of that other stuff, they just, they lost an NFC game that they had the lead with less than a minute left. And they lost it because Rogers had two for all the things we're going to talk about. Rogers had two huge throws with no timeouts left at the end of the game. We got a long way to go, but them beating them two years ago, held them host the game in the playoffs. Remember? They had the same record. They hosted yeah. them. So it's just something. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to – the Niners are nowhere near being talked about as a number one seed. But when we talk about playoff stuff, this game will have ramifications and impact. Now, I think it's fair to say, when you look at the division the Packers play in, they're going to win it, right? Well, like I we feel- talked about beforehand, <laughs> the Packers could have lost Sunday Night Football and still been tied for first when they got on the plane. Yeah. At one and two, but they won it. So they're in first place and they're probably never going to look back now the rest of the year. The Packers will be in first place in their division for the rest of the year. I agree. I, I, my thought, I got I got to take, but it's a, it's about Jimmy. So you want to just dive into Jimmy? Uh, yeah. I, the other thing I wanted to say about the game was just, it did look, somebody tweeted at me and it made me laugh because during the NFL preseason, we had, we had joked about Nathan Peterman having to quiet the crowd down when he came in in again in the preseason uh, uh like on the goal line and when Trey Lance came in at the end of the game it was this really awkward position of fans hadn't been in the stadium for a regular season game since the since the Packer game right the Packer game are you talking about his touchdown yeah at the end of the first half yeah. Trey Lance debuts in the game his first appearance of the game and the play starts going nuts <laughs> It was pretty cool. And Lance has to quiet people down. He's like, shut up. Well, it was fourth down and two seconds left. Like, it was just a moment. If you were sitting in there, you would have you would have. Absolutely. <laughs> you would have just got up, nailed somebody in the shoulder, been like, here he comes. But um, I thought the crowd, you know, it's. I think back to early, early in the Levi Stadium era where there were a lot of conversations about whether the crowd could be good enough. and Too wine and cheesy. Yeah, and I thought it, you know, not, I was not there, obviously, but I thought it looked really good. It sounded really good. Somebody had to lose that game. If the Packers lost, if the Packers lost that game and the Niners had won the game, the Packers would feel like they let one get away, and it would kind of feel like the Niners stole one, it w- uh, which it w- is fine. It, it doesn't been- matter how it feels. It goes in one column or the other, but um, I did. I do think the Packers – we'll see. I think the Packers – I think they'll end up being a solid, a good team this year. Would have been a devastating loss for the Packers. I mean, it's a shitty loss for the Niners, but they were getting beat most of the game. Right? Devastating, <laughs> devastating in the way it feels, but they were still going to win their division in all likelihood, right? I know, but just that they had thoroughly outplayed them. Totally. Two takes, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this because it just becomes so negative. The the ref, the refs, and this is all the way around. I mean, this is the entire 
on the PI calls going both ways. The only the 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 call Jimmy got when he got hit in the face by twenty. Yeah, that was a bad call. I mean, come on, that that crew is just. I, I just we know that there's it's it's kind of pointless to even argue over this. The NFL does not give a shit about any of these guys. They just want the entertainment. They don't care who wins or loses. They don't care about the performances. I actually thought I saw a former DB retweeted the hit that Devontae had. I did think he got hit in the chest. Like I, 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 thought, I thought it was a clean hit. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it was a clean, clean hit. Too. I, I, he did get you got some helmet on the chin, but I thought it was a clean hit. It just looked bad. Yeah, just and so it's a violent game. This is not kickball. This is not softball. Like guys get mollywopped sometimes in a clean fashion. The refereeing was really bad. The other thing at the end of the game, the Niners were in the unique position once they kind of crossed midfield. It was like, whoa, we got the advantage. They have no timeouts, but they don't have Mahomes. <laughs> they don't have a good enough quarterback to map it out. Let's just work our way, get down to like 17 seconds, then we'll call the tr- we'll trigger the the sweet play we got to get an easy touchdown. Like they they could have they could fumble at any moment. Jimmy could throw a pick. You just have to score. Now, I did see someone tweet right after they scored, they did snap the ball at 12 seconds. So you could I I would have let it run at least down to like 5 and under, but once Juice catches the ball, he has no choice but to take advantage of his physical gifts and just fucking truck people and try to get into the end zone. Like, I don't, I got a couple texts, like, he should have gone down at the two. Like, it's just, you can't do that. And they're not good enough with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, hell, look at the the play you're talking about at the end of the first half. They tra- that was a debacle, right? Just a guy jumps off sides on the Niners. They get pushed back. Jimmy's, they get a lucky P.I. call. Like, there was no guarantee they were going to score. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, the the point you made on the on twelve seconds on the play clock. That's and you know there's a lot going on, but that would be the moment there. The idea that Uzcheck's supposed to do anything but try and score a touchdown. No, and no one was saying that. No, no, no I know, no one. I, but I'm saying I and, and it goes back to today the Charger game where they got some flack for not kneeling on the ball and maybe kicking a field goal, even though then their kicker missed the extra point after they scored the touchdown. Um. I, I thought more about the Niners end of the first half where it they got lucky to score a touchdown at the end of the first half. I mean, it was that, that yeah. thing could have gone on for nine minutes of them just knocking on the door until Trey Lance finally came in. They were forced to do something different. Was a great so, play call by Kyle on that. You know, was, the, the, the yeah. formation of all the wide receivers, well, also, Trent Williams. And also to try and score a touchdown, not kick a field goal there. I think sometimes coaches kick a field goal in that spot. It's our well, last he, play of the half. He, he punted a little earlier in midfield. So he, well, I know. You know. I'm just saying, like, I would yeah. understand taking the points, but I think he understood that, that wasn't going to be good enough. And as it turned out, he would have been right about that. Now, so. the, the, I, the, when you really want to nitpick, like, the 12 seconds, if they had snapped, it could have been the difference in the game. Now, maybe they changed yeah. the Packers strategy a little bit, but time was not on their side, right, toward the end of the game. Really, they, you know... People were tweeting at me like, go go ham on the prevent defense. It's a tough situation. Like, you're not in the business of blitzing guys like Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo, bring the fucking house, right, in that situation. I would too. Aaron Rodgers, I, like, I don't feel that comfortable. And Fred, it's just, you know, you could argue the coaching point on that is Fred I I would rather you get greedy and go back to not let anything get behind you in that little zone. You're the middle of the field dropper. 
if someone catches one, you know, 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage, we're good with that. We give them 15-yard gain. We can't give up the 35-yard gain, which, again, was millimeters of his fingers, but, you know, he's, and he's playing it proper technique, and they clearly – think about this guy. That game, the knowledge of all these guys – think about LaFleur and Kyle. They've known each other for a decade, run the same offense. Joe Barry – this new defensive coordinator has been with Sean McVay for the last four years as a linebacker coach. So they're thinking on the play calls against the defenses and the offenses. It's, it's unique. They're able to uniquely anticipate. I, I D'Amico Ryan's been coaching against this thing in practice. He knows forever. what they do. And he's, he coached he against, against in Aaron. practice it, wait, and he played against, but he just, he's played against this offense. Chip Kelly ran versions like the run scheme. Like they're just, it's felt like UCLA Fresno state. Um, I did think on that last drive, we're rush three, <laughs> like drop that don't rush four. Although Collinsworth made the point, like a sack kind of ends the game. So I understood it. They didn't, they didn't almost get, but it. I'm talking more like bring, like just bring six, like fucking bring them and force him to get the ball out of his hand quickly. What if one of your corners trips over himself and 17 runs into the end? Zone? Yeah. Which felt like <laughs> almost Possibly. happened a couple of times. Yeah. Cause so. you knew he's going to 17. What if you did this bring five or six, but two people on 17. And clearly people don't do, when people say double team them, I think in their mind, the average fan thinks like a punt, like put two guys over. Like gunners. Yeah. No it's one does that. Safety's helping. Yeah. Generally, know. right? Yeah. In theory. <laughs> Why not? Why don't you put two guys on them like gunners? Huh? You could. You, you could. <laughs> if they would have done that, no one would have complained, right? Because his, again, his line does not reflect what I witnessed. 12 for 132. If you just said middle cop, what was How many his line? PIs did he draw? One? That, a couple. Two. His line felt like he 15 had the one for on the ball, like floated out of bounds, right? That didn't really feel like it was Emmanuel What's a Moses. kind of a horseshit call, yeah. And then... I feel like he had one so earlier in the game. Yeah. They had three PI calls for 81 yards. That's a killer. Three total? Felt well, like they, more. They at one point in time they had three. I think I sent you the tweet. Probably like yeah. midway the third quarter, three for eighty-one. That's a lot of yards. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, not fifteen well, plus fifteen plus fifteen like it is in college. What happened to the over the head like uncatchable ball? Does that not exist anymore? Because uh, I all all day long I saw more uncatchable balls, more flags coming. They, they they just scrapped that rule without telling any of us. Well, we know I haven't heard that rule for ten years. I know they sneaky did it. And just all about the offense. On the YouTube, we're watching the uh, the very the brief glimpse of the Lafleur Kyle blow by post game. I do uh, want to start with Kyle though. Well, on that, we came to the agreement before we hopped on here that he's mad at Lafleur because Lafleur was clearly the leak from Mike Silver's tweet thread and made Kyle look like an asshole when Kyle brought this guy and his best man into the NFL, then employed his offensive coordinator helped his best man get a head coaching job and that offensive coordinator go with them. And they're all supposed to be boys. And this guy rats him out to silver on some tweet thread. Like that was my takeaway. You're in agreement. Yeah. I think, um, I don't have a problem with Kyle. I don't have a problem with LaFleur being mad at Kyle initially. And I don't have a problem with Kyle being mad at LaFleur. If he thinks LaFleur is the one that, that got that story out there. Yes. It's, it's just one of those, like we've known each other long enough. Just hit me up and say, you're fucking really mad at me. I think one thing's clear from that handshake, losing that game 
hurt whoever was going to lose it a lot just based on the football and hurt a little more based on who was on the other sideline. I'm, I think I, I could say that pretty confidently. One thing I think, you know, I watch Andy really closely and hopefully I've got a lot to, I don't, I haven't heard why he went to the hospital. I, you know, they sure tried to make it sound like he's okay and going to be okay. And it was precautionary. He thrives as a pass game caller. That's what he does. He does not need the run game. Though, I saw CED, Clyde Edwards, or I guess C-E-H, had my fantasy team got me like 20 points. He he uses the passing game to run run plays, and really it's more screens. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to run it at all. Kyle needs his run game to ebb and flow his offense. It is the success of the offense is predicated on running the football. And this offense is his baby, but it goes run first, then pass. Think about his dad. When he had all the success with John Elway and won the two Super Bowls and really just became a legend, they had Terrell Davis, who ran for like back-to-back years of like 3,800 yards and was went to the Hall of Fame based on two years. That The running back makes the position. Now, historically in this offense, you can just have you know Haberman, Middlecoff, Gary and Anderson and just rotate them all. Let a couple of them break legs and break shoulders and just keep them going. Right. Just like a, it's just like a meat market of running backs. Right. He is not, and it could be the quarterback and we'll get into him a little later. I don't feel he has a great ebb and flow. If it's just like you're down 10 and you know what? We can't hammer the zone run game. We just have to spread them out and run sweet pass concepts. And there is no, well, I'm going to I'm going to naked you here and then I'm going to go left zone here here and then I'm going to go boot action here and just you know that when he's really on one running the ball and it just feels like left right it's like Floyd Mayweather hitting you you know you don't you're bobbing and weaving well that you can't fucking do that all the time cuz when you're not running the ball that's not an option can you just call pass plays that consistently work and I would say right now and again we'll get into the quarterback and I think ultimately it's why you traded for the quarterback he cannot do that right now. And today, his quarterback was a roller coaster, but he, there were several play calls where when they went to the end zone after like Jimmy would get sacked or would fall or do something, these guys are running like 30 yards down the field. It's like, what are we doing here? We just Can you just run like a drag route across? I feel LaFleur, and again, Rodgers, Devontae, does feel he just? I, I felt like he had no ever flow to his past calls today. The Colts yeah, defensive coordinator, uh, ever flow, ever flows. <laughs> um, that was pretty bad for his the, standards. The play where Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball backwards. I don't know what was supposed to happen on that play. He had it's like he turned. It's almost like he thought Debo Samuel was going to be swinging around on the other side in that deep motion run. But well, Debo he was, was, running he, was the other he was looking at him. Yeah, but. Garoppolo turned left and Debo was the other on the other side. Like it's almost like Jimmy thought he was, I don't know. I don't or maybe just got hung up, but I thought in some ways today, um, where you really, where I really notice it with his past game is, is when it's humming the guy that, and you and I've talked about this, that moment where Garoppolo releases the ball and you can't, the camera isn't wide enough yet to show you where the ball's going. And you just go, what's this going to be? And when it's really humming, that guy is open by eight yards. And it's Ayuk just running down the middle. Or it's Debo just running down the middle. Or it's Kittle just running down the middle. And I think a lo- there were so many contested catches today. And they found a way. I mean, 
this was about his his high-end players. I thought the things that worked on offense Sunday night were about George Kittle making plays, specifically De- Debo making plays. I mean, Debo's a guy, five catches for 52. Five? It felt like nine. Yeah, right? they're big. Yeah. And even Ayuk. Like, they did get Ayuk back in the mix. They got him the end of the round. I mean, they, they clearly, again, he had four. It felt like he had a bigger impact. Sanu's three catches were big. Sanu's and and Juszczyk had it, obviously. The huge... Juszczyk had two huge catches on that last drop. But a couple of those felt schemed, like the one Juszczyk came across the Generally, they they probably are with him, right? That's a scheme play. But there are just moments... And again, Arians is another example like Andy. He's a natural pass play caller that I can get guy... Like, I don't... Not every one of my plays needs to be like some deep post. Can you just run the route that you know against the defense will just get the guy open and get a layup? And it felt like he could not call any layups tonight. Because you're right. They were all really contested. Like, I just watching Tampa in, like, the second half, he could just get <clears throat> Gronk a, a catch. Or just a guy a catch. And when I say a catch, I just mean no one's around you for, like, three yards. So it just got e- – there was nothing easy. It, everywhere I looked – The Trey Lance touchdown at the end of the first half was a layup. Th- but that was a run play. Yeah, but, I mean, it was a it was a layup. Why, uh, that's a run play. He can scheme the run. He's the best run schemer in the league. His pass ability is all based on how they're running the ball. He has not shown, and I'm I'm not trying to like act like he's some village idiot or whatever, but as a pass game only caller, and it might be some of the quarterbacks. I think the, there, there I think were it's angles tonight. There were angles tonight where fucking no one was open, not even close. And, and they have one good corner, but they they don't have. This isn't the '85 Bears. Like they don't. Their secondary isn't Ed Reed, Deion Sanders. You know, and and Richard Sherman, like there, you should be able to scheme guys open. And like, where's George Kittle? Just across the middle. I I, I thought it well, was. got him there on the last I, drive. Collinsworth called it. But why couldn't he do that? Like, why did it? It got to the. Why did it have to get to that point? There were p- moments in the game. Like, why don't you call him a play over the middle to get him an easy catch and fucking move the chains? Yeah, it doesn't concern me overly because I've seen him do it a million times. I've seen him scheme guys wide open. And I think, I, I to me, his I know when the run was, game's humming, he can dominate. What happens when the run game doesn't work? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when any team is one-sided. But it's not for the good teams passing the ball. They can throw for well, who do the good teams have? They, I mean, who are you talking about? Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. Why no? Well, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's hard. Like, what good team with, at, with an average quarterback can be single-dimensional? One- and and succeed. I well, that's a problem with Jimmy, right? They 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 cannot. He can't carry you like as a single dimension quarterback like Rodgers. Because I I had the thought tonight, like if they were able to get Rodgers on this team with all these guys, they would dominate. Yeah, they should have done it. <laughs> and they should have done. And they should have done Brady. They should have done Tom. Yeah, they should have done Tom. Like that one. You know they they didn't have the control. They didn't have control over Aaron, but they had control over Tom. And he wasn't, and he wasn't even that expensive. You give him two for 50? I mean, I God, they should have done Tom. They yeah. should have. Easy to say now, yes, but they should have done that. And their offense would be better. Uh, but, you know, in it's some crazy ways, though, how, It's crazy how good they can be with a quarterback, you know, 17 to 23 range. Yeah. And sometimes it's 28 and sometimes it's <laughs> 17. Sometimes it's a couple throws here and there. It's 14, but it's not like 14 for the whole game. Several plays during a game where he's 28. I thought, I, you know, not to... Ch- I, I, Which is hard. Not to then, change. I mean, that's where it's like Kyle... This is, yeah, so this is what I want to say. is like, I thought the position he put them in 
after 59 and a half, 59 minutes and 10 seconds of football to have the lead, given how erratic Garoppolo was. Ref bailed him out on a couple of calls. Absolutely. They got, they got help. There's no question. But that's every, you know, if we pl- play out a million football games, it's just going to be a lot of that. I thought was in some ways, a, I don't want to say a gritty effort, but they, they were able to, to have the lead when they did not have their fastball. I'm not, I'm not denying their competitive character, the toughness of the team, their physicality. Like they belong. Like they're, that's, they've done an excellent job scouting the right type people. Like I, I just think the character of the guys that they play with is really high level. And when I say care, I don't mean like the way they treat people, even though I'm not, obviously they got a bunch of good guys. I'm just saying their competitive willingness to just keep swinging. They've done it two weeks in a row now where it started pretty ugly. This even more because unlike Philly, here you're home, but you're fucking looking across. You're like, holy shit, is this guy going to throw seven touchdowns on us tonight? And they, they don't wilt. And they have Bosa's effort. Armstead plays hard. I mean, Fred Warner's effort is elite. Jimmy Ward, like you can't, you can't have enough guys on defense that want to fucking rock the other guy's world. And I, I, social media sometimes when a guy gets rocked, it, everyone acts like, you know, people should go to jail. It's like I, I love having those guys on my team. And, and and it's not like they, you know, it's not like he's camp chancellor or whatever, but even you see it with the Raiders now being able to work with Jonathan Abram, like you got to have physical players. Cause that's how you last. Cause eventually you hit a couple people and games flip. Hell, Josh Norman got hurt tonight, but what happened to him early in the game when they threw that quick route, he hit the ball right away. And it was a bad bounce. Like imagine if it bounced the other way, maybe it goes like, I love, they have a culture of the type guy that they go after. They don't fuck with pussies on defense. And you just watch a lot of teams. The Packers, for example, even though tonight I actually thought they, that was one of their more, of all the Packer games I've watched over the last couple of years, I thought tonight was like as competitive. And maybe they just kind of came up to the, uh, you know, just the, they're going to answer the bell and not be like shown out by the other team. I thought overall, like the competitiveness tonight was pretty elite. And I think it's probably, and I'm not to discredit what you're saying about the Packers, once you, when you start with the lead, it's probably easier to play that way too. It right? is, if yeah. you're Green Bay, if the Niners have a 10 nothing lead and you're on the road, which that happened to Green Bay a couple of years ago. Packers um, are historical for our runners under Rodgers. When they get down, they get blown out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But when you have the lead, now the other team is kind of skittish and the Niners got a little skittish. But again, I thought that, that drive that they took the lead on I thought they it was they manufactured it when they had to throw the did, did they throw on that last drive? I mean, run on that last drive? I don't think they did. No. They had they had to manufacture it and they did. And they did. So yeah, they, they they really have a running back they could run with. <laughs> you know. Debo. I, I said this on the pregame, and I think sometimes we gloss over this guy just because it's now been a while. We're a couple years removed from nineteen. Feels like that was like seven years ago. You really miss Raheem Mozart. I mean, you really do. He, I mean, he's got some issues, right? Obviously injury prone, but just as a player, when he's on the field, he they have a big downgrade from him, even to the next guy. And I mean, hell, we'll see. The guy was awesome against the Lions. One game he's hurt in uh, Elijah Mitchell. Like It just shows you it's really, really difficult to sustain. Like, you just see... Look at the Packers. I mean, they're running back. That guy's good. You know, Aaron Jones is just a consistent, solid, good player. And he's not 
by any means, like in the open field, Raheem Mozart fast or whatever, but they can just rely on him. They can hand him the rock, give it to A.J. Dillon a little bit. Like those two running backs, wouldn't you agree, are light years better? Now, the Niners were playing, you know, empty-handed a little bit tonight, but the gap on running backs for two teams that really want to run the ball, like even under Aaron Rodgers, once LaFleur got there, like they have made a concerted effort to run. I just think tonight, clearly, they think the weakness is where the weakness is, right? Right. Yeah. How many shots was that guy taking downfield? Like that felt even a lot for him, didn't it? He was letting it rip. I mean, and they weren't like fifteen yard throws or twenty no, they, yard throws. They were forty well, yard throws. Every PI was thirty plus yards. Yeah, you know? you're right. The average PI was what thirty to twenty five yards, maybe twenty seven yards. You know, a major difference is when Jimmy and when Aaron let it rip outside of the picture, so the ball flies and the camera goes. With Aaron, you're like, oh, touchdown. And with Jimmy, you think concussion or a pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about the uh, uh, cannon on the returns? 49. Can he carry the football? Can you put him in the backfield? He did have a sweet return. Didn't he had a sweet return, and he had a good special teams tackle. Yeah. So I, I think it's part of what you see, and this is what's coming up, is it, and you mentioned it, like it takes so many plays to get down the field. It's the margin, their margin for error is really thin, and that's, a variety of things. That's Garoppolo. That's not being able to run. That's their secondary. Um, because you know, I, again, I'll go back to the uh, the uh, drive chart. I mean, it was it went field goal, touchdown, punt, turnover on downs for the for the Packers, touchdown, punt, touchdown, punt, field goal, field goal. When they got stops, it felt like even those were kind of on the edge. You can live um, with field goals unless they're to win win the game. <laughs> Yeah, if I told you the final score is going to be 30-28 before the game started tonight, you'd go, okay, yeah, that sounds right. And that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, pa- the Packers did have to go about 50 yards with 30 seconds left and no timeouts. That's yeah, with pretty, the ghost of Devontae Adams. That's pretty rem- – I mean – Devontae – how about Devontae – how about them kicking the, the, the offensive lineman out of the injury tent? It's like, sorry, sir, the VIP. Uh, yeah, it's like a club. Devontae's here. Yeah, it's like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's We're here. We're going to need this uh, table. I know you're rich as shit, and I know you've already paid $15,000 for a bottle in this VIP table. We're going to find you another one, but he's sitting there. I'll tell you what I could do without, and maybe you're right. Maybe we just got the wind knocked out of him. When a guy is lying there, like, trying to blink himself back to life, I do not need the camera just, like, all in. It just... Uh, I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Like, because what I thought was happening was I thought Devontae was trying to move his arm and he couldn't. That's what it looked, you know. Now, in hindsight, maybe that's not what happened. But in that moment, I was just like, I do not want to be seeing it this up close, like looking into it. I don't want to be looking into his eyes right now. Once I saw the replay, I felt pretty confident once it was a, you know, pretty clean hit by Jimmy Ward that it just knocked, you know, can't breathe. Yeah, but you saw his 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 chin strap pumped up, so I know he grazed the chin a little bit. I know. I just felt like you could tell he was he he was really searching for air. I've had the wind knocked out of me one time on a boogie board in a wave. I I I can relate to Devontae. Yeah, did you (laughs) and in the water? That's a dangerous place. I I, I just kind of rolled to the sand. But I have you you ever been in that feeling where you just you go like this and no air comes in? It's it is a. I mean, was Devontae? You know, mad props. He's tough sob Fresno State. Uh, Troy yeah. on YouTube says, keep telling yourselves if it makes you feel better. Everyone thinks it was a dirty hit. I didn't think it was a dirty hit. Could it have been penalized? It could have been. I did not think it was dirty. It was a little late, though, actually. 
I just think this is the day and age we're living in. Once you get rid of these hits, everyone thinks these hits are dirty. It's a violent sport. This is not kickball. Like guys well, yeah. do get I mean, hit. But I, but again, but I, as someone who didn't think it was dirty, I could have seen a flag because of his chin strap coming up and his helmet coming up. I'm not saying bit. that they could have, uh, they shouldn't have thrown the flag. I would have no problem if they threw the flag. But oh, okay. I just think sometimes everyone's reaction is like, that is no place for this anymore. Like, it's still like, that's, you know. Yeah, and he got the in there with his shoulder. He wasn't in there with his, he didn't get in there with his crown first, I didn't think. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad so, he's okay. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, no, I didn't want Devontae to be, yeah. Especially homecoming game, right? You know that game meant a lot to him. Big time. That's so, why he got, his, he got right back out. Kick 62 out of the tent, and boom, oh he's God. out there and play later. He was there two plays later. And then he has the two game winning catches. All right, what about, How about the really quick on the game winning catch? I mean, the main one where he gained the majority of the yards. You're talking about the first play? Yeah, that, then he catches it and then he starts doing moves. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. I, I mean, he's going to score. He, I thought he was going to catch it and just hit the ground to let his boys. And he realized, oh, there's three guys. I'll make two of them miss and I'll kind of get to the sideline. I'll gain an extra six. It's like, this guy's a animal. The knock on Devontae Adams was he's not fast enough. Like, holy shit. I know. <laughs> I know so much of the game is not like we both start from the same position and just sprint as far as we can sprint, right? Yeah, this is not exactly Usain Bolt racing Michael Jackson down the straightaway. <laughs> it's dude, it's it's never it never the the replay of that Trent Warner now a game of inches. I mean that was like a foot, but uh, the Fred Warner, excuse me, that throw, that throw was incredible. That throw in the moment, so many things were happening, probably didn't get enough credit from Rogers. Do you think you could put just hearing, I think you, say this, Trent, hearing you say Trent Warner? Yeah. Do you think in like big downs you could put seventy one at D tackle and have him pass rush? I mean, don't, maybe you put him on the double double Devonte with him. Just what if, press him off the line. You tell me you put him keep Devonte on the line of scrimmage. No. What if you just put him over the center on like that final drive and just said drive him back? Yeah. You think I mean, he, you think he'd lose that rep? Him and Javon Kinlaw side by side. <laughs> But do you think he could keep Devontae Adams in front of him for like two and a half seconds? Just uh, long enough. No. <laughs> yeah, he might be. But if he missed, Devontae would be good. You'd have to a little safety help. I'd put him over an offensive lineman and just have him bull rush. There's no way the guy could hold him up. Zero chance. None. Yeah. Did you see him elevate that defensive back? Now, it's a defensive back, but still, how fast he was? And the DB's like, oh shit. What do you think of my theory that it hurts less if you're if you're a DB, you get hit like that? Like it's just such a solid hit. Yeah. That you just it's like hitting a fly. Just push. And he hits you with his hands and you just fly back and roll. Yeah, it's not. And no one can make fun of you because you're like, well, what, what would you have done? This guy wasn't supposed to be out here. I know. That was that's the best play call of Kyle's season so far. I mean, it was an elite play call. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was one of those like because the margin for error no, fourth down, you you don't get it; it's over, right? And there was no messing around on that play. It was like, what's gonna, what's about to happen? The second the ball got snapped, it was clear what was about to happen. You know, there was no like the second play Trey Lance ran where it was like a fake handoff, then do a three sixty spin out right, roll to your right, try throw. Like that was a block going on. The one at the end of the first half was as soon as the ball got snapped, you're like, oh, Trey's running left. I thought at the end of the half that play that he ended up running in the second half, I thought it was going to be something like this. I'm like, I don't know if I love this. I mean, yeah. I'm glad he's in, but it's I just, I could see him this ending badly. I didn't love what it turned into, though. Him running? That You're talking about the play where he rolled, where he spun around and rolled right? 
Oh, yeah, that was a disaster. But that's what I expected on the play that he just ran. Oh, yes, I'm with you. I expected something like, let's not something kind of outsmart yourself. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, You know what there was tonight at... uh, uh, Oh, you know, let's talk about Jimmy. Right? Do you feel like we should jump to Jimmy here? Uh, Yeah, let's let's hit what you were going to hit. Okay. Because then we got Jimmy and some other stuff. What there was tonight at Levi Stadium was our friends, John, Puesto. Puesto, 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 Puesto. You and I will be at Puesto this week. Oh, wrong one. You and I will be at Puesto this week. This is elite, elite, elite in all caps. There's no question on the QB tiers. Puesto is a tier one quarterback. It is fantastic. Mexican artisan food and uh, a variety of, with like 500 tequila, different level variety of margaritas. It's elite. I, I had, I think we both did have people tagging us on Friday or Saturday night, dudes at Petco park, realizing that there was yes. Puesto down at the That's Padre right. game. Also Puesto at 49ers. If you're going the guy, they play Seattle this week. So if you're listening to this and you didn't go to this game, but you're going to the Seattle game, uh, sections 110, 129, get yourself a taco we are going to go Concord one sometime this week. There's also one in Santa Clara. If you're ever down in that area doing some business, a little Silicon Valley, maybe a meeting, doing some deals, there's one right next to Levi's, right around the corner. So Santa Clara, Concord, obviously in Southern California, started in La Jolla, 2012. Um, and yeah, ever since, now they're just in Levi Stadium and Petco Park, no big deal, all over the place. I mean, it's, 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 that is that, you know, those are, a, it's a discerning clientele at both of those stadiums, a ton of tacos, like the, the taco selections off the charts. They've got rave reviews for the signature Mexico, uh, Mexico city style, crispy melted cheese. Oh, award after award after award, Michelin guide. Yep. National geographic. Yep. Food network. Yep. Haberman and Middlecoff. Yep. I mean, it's really the big four right there. When you think about it, that's the Mount Rushmore of food experts. The tortillas are made. In in house daily, from scratch. Oh, uh, organic, non GMO masa from Macienda. It's the best you can find on the market, John. To ask Lonsky. anybody who knows the tortilla game. Okay. Yeah. Ask anybody who knows the tortilla game. This is as good as it gets. And so, whether you want to do the chicken asada, or the tamarindo shrimp taco, or the baja fish, or the perfect guacamole, or the bang bang margarita, puesto baby. Yeah. If you see the dude, if you if you're at the game and you go to one ten or one twenty nine, tell him, "Hey, Middlecoff sent you." And yeah. the person will probably look at you like you're crazy and just say, "Thanks for the taco," and then give him a wink. And uh, and Godspeed to Eric and Alex, uh, listeners yeah. and Niner fans that are uh, probably deep deep in a couple late night tacos, uh, recovering from from their uh, disappointment. Speaking of disappointment, I actually a bounce back for me, John, fifty third in our uh, DraftKings game this week. You finished uh, higher than that. There will be a new game. Going out in the Haberman and Middlecoff uh, DraftKings League. We'll have to uh, get that thing made uh, first thing Monday morning. I actually could make it now, but I usually get distracted and do something wrong. DraftKings, sign up with the promo code HAM. Promo code HAM when you sign up at DraftKings. Who's your quarterback this week? Who was my quarterback? Yeah. Uh, Russell. I had Russell and and uh, uh, can I go back and find So, so that wasn't a fake lineup that you showed us earlier. That was a lineup that you were thinking No, it was a fake lineup. I changed it, but I left. I kept Russell. Not, not a bad move. DraftKings, here's the key. You go to the app store. You download the app. You type in the promo code HAM when you go to the app. Obviously, with Link, 
If you're watching this on YouTube and all of our videos, we will have the game linked. People that reach out to me, where do I find your game? Where do you find your game? We usually tweet them out, try to put them on Instagram. Also, you can find them in all of our YouTube videos. Probably the easiest way. People, I DM the individual game to some people. If you just go to our YouTube channel and go to one of our individual YouTubes, you can always find the game link there. It's, it's as always the week goes on. It's always in the description of the podcast as well. So if you're yeah. listening to the podcast, it'll it should be in that bio. If you have any trouble, let us know. But so use the promo code Ham. It's very easy to play. Ten dollars to enter. You know, you make your team within the salary cap. Come on. If you if you haven't gotten our game yet, do it. Minimum five dollar required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. They're the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Haber Middlecoff, you know, quite the tandem. No big deal. Uh, congratulations, John, to PJB097, who won this week's uh, first place jackpot of $450 in our DraftKings game. Josh Allen, Najee Harris, Kareem Hunt. Uh, that in and of itself was 71, uh, 98 points between the three of them. And uh, oh, Cooper and Cooper Cup. Cup. <laughs> God damn. And Emmanuel Sanders, who was really good. He had two touchdowns. Do you know that he plays for the Bills? Where's number one? I found that out today. <laughs> Um, Melander or Mike, Mike Lander, Makerland. Uh, we see a lot of our regulars in this Weber C4 last, uh, 10th place. So congrats to everybody. Yeah. Congrats to everybody. And shout out to the five people who forgot to fill out a lineup and got zero points. All right. Back to action, John. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo here. Is he good enough? Is he good enough? Of course he's not because that's why they made the trade, right? They would never have made the trade if he wasn't, if he was good enough. And his ceiling was high. That, that to me, really stood out watching the... Uh, I was pretty locked into the Rams-Tampa uh, game just because I wanted to see how Matt looked. And he looked how an elite guy should look. Like, yep. he, he has elite talent. Like, his physical attributes are elite. Jimmy's are not. Just that in a vacuum. Now, just because you have physical elite attributes does not mean you're going to be an elite quarterback. We see all the time quarterbacks with huge, you know, great physical talent not live up to the kind of the hype or what we thought. I think Carson Wentz is a guy that probably is never going to live up to what he could have been. Jimmy doesn't even have that. And then you go, well, okay, so Jimmy's going to play like, um, I, I, I'm just going to use this guy and work down. Drew Breesy, but kind of Kirk Cousinsy. Hell, Derek Carey, even though Derek's attributes are better, he can't really even do that because he is not Mr. I'm in control of every throw. He, I wouldn't say gets flustered, but he, his pocket movement is sometimes a little erratic. Not that he's like scared, but he like runs to like three feet away. He's not a slider. He's like a runner. And then he'll like run into the back of people. It's kind of bizarre. He's not the most fluid player in the pocket. Like you watch Tom, Tom's spatial awareness, awareness, and I know he's the greatest quarterback of all time, so he's even a bad example. But the Rivers, I mean, all the pocket quarterbacks of that little area is pretty elite. I feel like Jimmy is always caught in between. Like, can I just go scramble outside the tackle box and go make a play? Or do I got to stay in here like Bill, Josh, and Kyle have taught me? And then sometimes he just gets lost in no man's land. And then he'll make a throw and it'll like skip. Or he'll like put too much on it and he'll sail everybody. Even the DBs will be like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. Be like, what is going on? But then, because he's had some of the greatest coaching in the history of the league, and he is a talented player, right? He's an NFL 18 to 25 guy. He could make a stretch 
in a big game too. Like that final drive, you're like, make some throws. Now he gets bailed out by an incredible pass, or I mean catch or two, but he's just, this team is not as good as a Super Bowl team because their running game is clearly not as good and their secondary with the corners aren't as good. He is then going to be a problem because he is at best the same, but if my logic of you're either getting better or getting worse, he's probably gotten a little worse since then. That's a problem, and he kind of felt it tonight. Like, he's not, obviously, he can't just duel Aaron Rodgers. But I, I thought tonight, for the most part, if I had to give him a grade, it'd be like C-. minus. Yeah, I, I don't think he's worse than he was in 19. I think it. I think what we're seeing, though, is he's definitely going to need to be asked to do more. There were a couple games he was asked to do a lot in 19, but we saw how things played out in the playoffs. We saw what Kyle thought at the end of the first half of the Super Bowl. Like, the evidence was there then where the ceiling was, right? And what was required around him. And we're not, I'm talking about like to be a Super Bowl contender. Right now, what we're talking about is, is he enough to, to like be a, to get this team to the playoffs? Because that's where they need to get first and do, foremost. Do you think Packer fans truly deep down to their core know how good they have it? It'd be hard. You almost get From Brett to Aaron. I mean, I, but I just hard. mean truly with Aaron for this last decade, like just to be able to watch that. No, I, th- I think you probably think this is what it's about. Yeah, the guy's open, you hit him in stride. What's the big deal? <laughs> right? It's like, well, most guys don't hit him in stride. It's 60% of the time or whatever Aaron's number is. He's pretty remarkable, and that really kind of shi- shines a light on the other guy. Not as remarkable. When you right? see them side by side. I-, I think what shines a light, there's a couple things. You mentioned Matthew Stafford. Look, one of my big takeaways this week three Sunday was that was one of the biggest game, Matthew. I think Howie Long said it. That's one of the biggest games Matthew Stafford's ever played in, in his career. That was, a- 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 Aikman thought it was. So he he stepped up in that moment, and he looked fantastic. I, I'm with you. like And Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson. Hello? Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, who is, by the way, like if he's healthy, he's one of the greatest big play players in the history of the sport, right? Well, guy, I he, think tonight he tied the record for most 75-yard catches. Nine. This is the ninth 75-yard pass play of his career, which tied the NFL record. I saw a great tweet tonight. Deshaun becomes the first player in league history to stop at the one-yard line while people are chasing him to fuck with him in three separate decades. That's a great tweet. Because <laughs> he, he's so far ahead that he kind of runs around. You know, once he gets to the 10, he does his little thing. He's done that in three separate decades. It's incredible. <laughs> It really was yeah. true. So so Stafford, Russell, Kyler, there's a massive gap between three and four in the NFC West in terms of quarterback play. But I think the biggest thing with Garoppolo is that he's not, uh, sound crazy, Alex Smith. Can he make the plays that Derek Carr can make on the high end? No. Can he make the plays that you hope Trey Lance can make if you're Kyle Shanahan? No, physically. But he also doesn't, not make the mistakes that Alex Smith never made. And um, that's a he's, dangerous place to be. He's not a naturally accurate quarterback. You know, he's, he's not real- naturally accurate, but, but he's, he's, he, he there is some, I think the original comp of Tony Romo, there was a lot of, of accuracy to that. And feels that like Tony wants, was more gifted though. It feels like Tony was more gifted, but there is an element of, and this is fun. Like I would want this in anybody I played with. I'd want to be that. You want to be a playmaker. It's one thing Alex understood, like there's a limitation to my skills. And if I try to play outside of them, bad things happen. And it's not worth offsetting the good things I do on the low percentage chance that those plays get made. 
And luckily for him, he's got Debo Samuel, two, I, I would say right now, of the best contested catch makers in the league, Kittle and Debo. And so he's got that, and that's good. And it's all about get those guys the ball. And sometimes get those guys the ball, get those guys the ball means just get them the ball, even if there's a linebacker coming. And how many balls did it? Debo almost got. It was either going to the three things were going to happen interception, decapitation, or a catch. Debo and, easily could have been laying there like Devontae on him, but given play uh, two or three times. <laughs> yeah. Ayuk got in some, you know, there were just some contested areas that Jimmy. Listen, Jimmy. I, and tonight they like had to do that, John, right? Like tonight they had to. Well, that's my they point. From behind. Back to what I said, though, so you're not always going to be against really good teams. Like you get down 10 nothing. It's the ebb and flow of a, a good NFL game. Can you come back? And usually you have to come back by throwing the ball. The problem with Jimmy is like he can have drives where he looks like the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. Just a drive where he hits a couple guys, the plays are sweet. Their players are sweet. It just looks really good. Some, some like, of those like flat-footed reload throws that he zips. Boom! Yeah, a little he does, he does some really good things. He also does some of the dumbest shit you'll ever see. Let's just think about the pick he threw. It wasn't even close. He airmailed him, and maybe in his mind he's thinking he doesn't see twenty-three coming across. So he goes, "If I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss over, and I'm not accurate enough to like. I'm just gonna put it out there, and if he can run under it, great. But." He clearly doesn't see the corner, who makes a fantastic play, but leads to an interception. Then, the other play, like you mentioned, Alex knew his limitations and played within it. By the way, can I make one other, one other point on that last play before you jump ahead? On the and pick? this is to your point about Kyle. Like, that ball's going to Kittle. Like, that's, just, that's, that's a tough, if you're not a separator, that's a tough play to make. But Kittle's for a tight end that far. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, but for a tight end that far down the field, it's just even for one of the best tight ends ever, it's a hard play to make. Anyway, sorry. Keep you don't often see Travis Kelsey catch like 40-yard in the air balls or even Vernon. Lower. Maybe you see Vernon do it, right? Yeah. Kittle <laughs> does it, but usually it's like there's you schemed wide open, not when you're step-for-step step with a guy. True. You're right. That was pro- definitely a scheme play throughout the week. And Jair Alexander, who is an elite player and is going to get paid, made a great play. So, hell, maybe Kyle, would, if he was sitting here, once he watched the tape, say that, listen, that's a more of a great play than a bad throw or whatever. I'll even, okay, maybe that's true. He had so many plays tonight in the in the uh, in the pocket where it didn't feel like he had a great presence of the pocket and kind of knew where to go. There is an instinctual element to be able to flow and step up. That I, watching Jacoby today, Jacoby's pretty good at like stepping up. Like he looked he, more athletic today than normal. Well, he's kind of heavy footed, but yeah, I mean, he looked. He just looked like he had a very confident. Uh, understanding of kind of where to go in the lanes. And I'm sure they hammer that home. I don't know, in New England's quarterback school? And Jimmy's then been with the quarterback school with Kyle and the guys, and it still feels like he's lost. And then that ball that he threw behind the line of scrimmage, or yeah, I mean, not behind the line of scrimmage. He was behind the line of scrimmage. But behind himself, like, what are you doing? Like, that is the quintessential Alex wouldn't make that play if you paid him a million dollars to make. He'd refuse. He would just go down. And I would say most good quarterbacks, non-mobile quarterbacks, just hit the ground there, right? And that is the double edge of the sword when you try to play like that is a Tony Romo-ish play. You're just trying to do too much. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're trying to do like a 360 in front of a defender. It's just a disaster waiting to happen. 
and the only thing possible that could have happened there, because he was throwing it forward, but he got turned around pointing at the other end zone, and it's like, hey, Jimmy, when you throw it backwards, the ball is live. That was a disaster, guy. That was a disaster. I was... My jaw was wide open on that. <laughs> I think you sent me. Was that the play that made you send me the 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 uh, the gif of uh, Joey from Friends? Just that was crazy. jaw open. And I I've said never. You, I, I don't oh, think I've, I've never. Seen, se- I've never seen it. I've never seen that play before. Where the quarterback? I've seen quarterbacks like lose the ball trying to pull it back, or but I've never seen the quarterback pointing the wrong. Because even Garoppolo's going, no, I was throwing, I was throwing, and he was right. I I don't know that. Did he realize he threw it backwards? I don't think he did realize that, or maybe you're just no, nah, he probably did. You're just making the argument. And by the way, another spot where um, Chris Collinsworth was immediately on the right thing. But, See, that could have been devastating. I think they held him to a field goal. I mean, that could have been the game. Yeah, J- Jimmy tried to give the game away on that play. Yeah, it's, some of the great plays he makes are you need because in some ways you're making up for some of the bad plays. Well, it's right? like he retracts right away. That's the thing. He can throw a touchdown to use check. And you're just going, Jesus, this guy's got some moxie. The very next play, as he's falling, he throws it right to a D tackle or something. You know, well, there's, yeah. The, the, the bonehead he, plays at 30 years old, guy. He's not a 24 year old player. Well, he's there's being, only, there's an explanation for it, which is that's the whole package. It's not, sometimes he's hot, sometimes he's cold. It's, this is what it is. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But this is the package. I just don't, my other takeaway tonight, if you truly evaluate him, unless you're just completely desperate, I don't know how you could trade a lot for him. I mean, I'd take him for like a fourth, but I you, you when couldn't you trade a first. Could you trade a second for that? I don't think so because you're. This is it. This is what. This is the package. This is it. <laughs> He's thirty. Now, could you do it like a late third? You know, if you're desperate, like Steelers or something, for sure. Yeah. To me, the that, question's like. You know, you're Washington football team and it's 2022. What do you do? You just you roll with Fitzpatrick again? You might. You draft a quarterback? You might. I mean, you should draft a quarterback. But where Jimmy's value could stay around higher is if this quarterback class could be really bad. You know, it could be viewed as not many NFL quarterbacks, which is just from the Hainer Hainer and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. If I draft Hater, I'm going to draft one of his Fresno State receivers. I would draft Jalen Cropper also. But well, I mean, that guy's got like 17 touchdowns. Yeah, it looks um, like Devontae a little. He does. Uh, well, who's the other guy uh, that they had? Kelly, that, I think. Is one no, of no, guys. the guy that uh, Josh Harper, the guy Josh that Derek Harper, had. Yeah. Right, jo- kind of. Yeah. Josh, Josh Harper K- got a cup cup of coffee with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right, and, and I think one of the stories this week is going to be. And I, because I can see it in the chat, it's like, is it time for Trey Lance? Right. Because what we don't have here is a two quarterback system. That got scrapped. We've got a starting quarterback and another guy they use sometimes, but it's not a two quarterback system. Which is like the, is the poor man's version of what the Saints have been done, doing. Because when I watch Saints games in the peak of Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, he was playing more than this. Trey Lance is not playing. My calculation, he got two snaps tonight. Is that what you got? He had the touchdown, and he had the other weird play. And the spin-around play, yeah. Yeah. That immediately... That I was text, DOA. I think well, was... And immediately I get tweets like, Middle Cop, I thought this guy was really fast. Well, hey, guys, he is not Kyler Murray. I, I don't think people quite realize this, and this is part of coming from North Dakota State and no one really watching. So the casual fan does not have a true scouting report on this player. 
I got a lot of tweets like, bro, I thought he was a lot faster. I didn't see the explosion. He is not Kyler Lamar Jackson twitchy. Now he's mobile. He's like Deshaun. Think Deshaun Watson. Think younger Russell. Like he's quick relative to stat like Jimmy or even Derek Carr, even like athletic quarterbacks. But he is not if Savage the safety is running at him or Jimmy Ward were to be running at him, he ain't running away from that guy. He will get Fred Warner could catch him, right? I, I think that's a little bit of a misconception by his running. He is not, if this guy's going to hit big picture and be one day a top 10 quarterback, because that's anything less than that was going to be sneaky disaster given what they gave up. He's going to have to be a passing quarterback who moves like he's going to make plays with his legs and, you know, like Rodgers, he's faster than Rodgers, but you know how Aaron will just take off and do his, like, where he gets out of bounds and he's kind of smiling at you. He'll have to do it a little faster than that, but he is not going to be Kyler Murray going back and forth or Lamar Jackson making three guys miss. I think that's a little misconception with the player. I think some of it comes from, because you and I did the several months ago, the Wednesday night uh, watch party. We watched a bunch of Trey Lance, and that was one of our takeaways, and we've been telling people this for a few months. But wasn't there like uh, I think some of that comes from wasn't there like some GPS on him that he ran like the fourth fastest something or other at some other point in time, uh, maybe in a North Dakota. Wasn't there a GPS stat on Trey that like everyone was fawning over? It would have been if it was if it had happened in the NFL, it would have been the second fastest run by a quarterback in six years. Or I don't even know what somebody might remember and can can tell me if that's the case. But I felt like there was something like that out there. But you and I watched the tape, and we're like, look, some of these guys who are bagging groceries are chasing him down. Yeah. Which is fun. It's not what he's here to do. That's like, not what he's well, like. Not one what he's day, here to do. Fields has a long way to go, and a lot of it's out of his control. His team's, his team's terrible. He's a 4 4 guy. Like, he can really explode. What they had today, 49 yards on 42 plays? Something I thought like that. it was like 68, but the netted oh. one. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, he, uh, Justin had 68 passing. But then it oh. equaled one total once you factor in all Miles Garrett and Clowney sacks. Uh, I think there were like 17 of them. The whole place chanted Miles Garrett. You don't typically hear that with a defensive end, so it shows you he had quite the day. Uh, four and a half. That, he, he had four and a half sacks. I think Clowney had one. I think they totaled like seven sacks. As I think team. it was eight. Yeah, it was. I can check. It was ugly. <laughs> but they got to turn this guy into a passer. Like for this to work, I don't think Kyle feels he's ready for the whole thing. Well, do you think he would have been given all the thing for all the shit that Garoppolo gets, all the stuff that he had to do tonight? That would have been a lot for a rookie quarterback. Would well, you see the rookie quarterbacks today? I did. <laughs> Mac Jones got booed. Justin yeah. Fields was terrible. Trevor Lawrence looks as bad as he's ever looked in his life, and Zach Wilson. I think. and it was the best game Trevor Lawrence has played in his career. <laughs> some were saying. When I looked, Trevor or oh, Zach NFL Wilson, career. like late fourth against the Broncos, the number was like 110 yards pat total with a bad pick. That I saw someone like he did not need to throw that. So it's it just, was 162 <laughs> picks, no touchdowns. Uh, QB rating of 42 for, for Zach Wilson. For Zach, yeah, tough opponent. So, but anyway, to your point on Trey, though. Sorry, so I just I think a lot of these guys, and here's the problem: once you get into the season, a coach they are obsessed with the game plan. It's all about like the war come Sunday. So they're just putting together the plan of attack. There's not as much. Well, let's go on Monday afternoon and work with Trey on the field. We'll get a couple guys to come give him some look. Like, you just don't have time, right? especially when your head coach is also essentially kind of your quarterback coach and your offensive coordinator. 
I just don't think they have time to get him ready once the season starts. You know, so I, in Kyle's mind, he doesn't view Trey as ready. And and whether we agree or disagree, I don't even know. I am at the, I will agree with Kyle that given that they want to make the playoffs, none of these other teams playing quarterbacks, I guess the Patriots do, but they might not be a playoff team, right? We'll see how this plays out with them. It I doesn't mean, look like it right now. I well, mean, they got Brady Tampa coming in next. Them, what would they be? One and three? They've had multiple fifty uh, double score lo- uh, two score losses already. Yeah, so they might be in trouble. Under no circumstances, Kyle not want to make the playoffs, right? And he knows it might be really, really hard with the ebb and flow of Jimmy, but Jimmy probably gives him the better chance against the really good teams. It Trey could end up with a four pick game against a good team, right? Well, and and are all their games going to look like? Are all their games not all their games? Are a lot of their games going to look like this Packer game? It, to some level, if you're down ten to nothing, it makes it hard, but. Okay, when are they going to have two healthy running backs they trust? Or what's, I, I, what's changing in their secondary? Is Ambry Thomas going to be suddenly ready to contribute? I mean, the fact that he's not. Good point here in the chat, though, guy. What's and that? I, relative to the other teams that we just talked about with the other four rookie quarterbacks, no one has Ayuk, Debo, no. Kittle. This is why I said at the beginning of the year, if if they if he starts, he's got the best chance to be the rookie of the year. But again, if they're going to be playing in that game. Without a run game, you're right. Yeah, it's better than the Bears. Well, cool. It's better than the Jets. Well, what does that get you? It's better than the Jags. Well, awesome. Okay. We're talking couldn't, about... Couldn't he be the run game? Couldn't you just use him more as like a Taysom Hill? Absolutely. I think you could. You definitely could. I'd put him in there with Jimmy. I don't know, but... I would play... I, the one here would be my... And this is the problem. Kyle's the boss. <laughs> So no one, there's no like, well, let's sit down and have conversations. Like if Kyle doesn't want to, have to sit down and conversations, like it's hard. Now maybe John is, John can, hey, Kyle, could we play Trey a little more? Like how do you I, have that I conversation? Think he wants to. Well, why doesn't he fucking put him in the game? I think he wants to. I mean, look at his face. Every time they cut to him on the sideline, he's watching Jimmy. He's not enjoying that. Well, they jumped off sides. He was, he was screaming. That one play when they jumped and when they, they snap, it, well, when Alex Mack snapped the ball, no one else moved. Oh my! The 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 I love the lineman's budge. Yes. I love the lineman's commitment. To like, no, I'm holding my I'm holding my stance so they know I didn't move. But the problem is the D tackle over him. Like two steps, realize this guy's not moving. Already in the backfield, <laughs> and the dude just has per- was a perfect form. Like, no, yeah. I go on three. I go on three. It's like, well, you got to have some instincts, man. The, the, you yeah. see uh, Kenny Clark. He's uh he's in San Mateo right now, so you might want to go catch him. <laughs> you got to check the rear view. He's back there. Um, I I think he wants to play again. I I think it goes back to the game we just watched. I think they're going to play a lot more games that look like that. Well, eventually, and that's just a hard have, spot to put them. You just have to live with just give them three plays and see how it goes. Yeah, and and I think also if you lose some of those games, like you did tonight, then it's then you go, well, at this point, what do we have to lose? Well, it's hard. Like tonight, you lose the game and you didn't really get him reps. Right? He could do that run play in his sleep. Like, that's not really a true rep. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but you agree. Like, he could Absolutely. run that play. But that's it's an example like, of how every play was so – it's an example of how hard it is to do a two-quarterback thing. It's great on paper and in theory, but – Well, why do you do it in the last preseason game and then not even try it in the sh- game the, when he's kicking their ass? Because yeah, well, that's a good question. But in the preseason game, it doesn't matter. None of those. I no agree, High leverage did, and low leverage plays. But what didn't happens. you feel like when he was doing the preseason game because he wanted to try it out? Yeah, right. It'd be like a guy. It'd be like uh, 
someone just only hitting cut shots, you know, I a think pro you, golfer. Like, why wouldn't you just, if you're doing that because you want to be able to do it in pressure situations, yeah. you got the feel of it. I thought, even if it wasn't going to be on that level, because that was really extreme, he refuses to even, like, I thought a couple times tonight, early in the game, put him in, get a spark. See if yeah, he's got but the it. reverse could happen. It's ten nothing. What if he throws it? Well, I, I know, just, but it's ten no, nothing. I, you might lose thirty nothing anyway. But he was right. He got his team came back and got the lead. Why not? He keeps being proven right because he gets some. But tonight it was a little lucky with the calls and. Uh, but see, I don't think I think it was the not same lucky. Of luck uh, not lucky. I mean, like made. they got lucky to be back in the game. He, he's right that. I, I yeah. Uh, I mean, here's I my guess. ultimate point. He, I think he wants him in the game. I think he's frustrated with Jimmy. I think he knows what the limitations are. And I also think he's having a hard time finding the spot once the real bullets start flying. And, well, and then you get down. It's an uncomfortable situation because you've never, you've never done that in your career. No one does it. Even Sean Payton didn't do He'd bring him in for a play or two and then Drew would run back. No one did what I think we all thought he was going to do for that last preseason game. And even tonight, like, if you're in a situation where it's 17 to seven, what if you just, Jimmy gets you a first down and then you just bring him in for a series that would yeah. be unhurt. No one does that. So yeah, I understand where he's like, this is an uncomfortable thing to do. Sometimes to be uncomfortable, you just have to do it. Right. What do they say about like fear? And I get it. Like it's, it's easy talking in theories and all this bullshit. Like it's a game. He's the offensive coordinator. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to run this play that I know what Jimmy, he's, uh, he's on tilt anyway. Yeah. But I, I thought there were a couple moments tonight where he could have just. And again, I'm assuming he doesn't have he a even, veteran running back in there to help him. That that hurts. But does he even have? Are we even sure that he has plays for him coming into this game that he feels like he could use him in that situation? Because I'm not at this point. I think he I'm has. not saying they don't have plays for him, but he feels that like we're gonna put him in in a situation where we're down ten points. No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's putting him in in that spot. Unless you feel like it's he's comfortable letting play. him pass. No, non, I don't. Yeah, that's a problem. But that, that'd be my pushback if I was, and I, are these conversations happening tomorrow? Like, is someone having a conversation non, I don't know. I mean, does, is the guy in the building beside John Lynch? And even that, it's not really his role, like question scheme, but like, what are we doing with Trey? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, like one of those passive aggressive questions, like, and we're, we're going to, we're going with Jimmy this weekend, Kyle. <laughs> We do. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I just wanted to. I'm just finalizing yeah. the room. Last I, I'm night just actually head home. It's you know 7:30 at night. I know you're going to be here till about midnight, but I, I'm taking off. I just midnight. <laughs> no, you're going to be. Kyle's going to be there at midnight. I'm Lynch. I'm going. I'm heading home. I'm saying Kyle might there, be there past midnight. Did you see the shot they had of John Lynch in the booth? He looked good. Yeah, he looked stressed. He was like, "What's well, a stress? It sucks. You just sit there and watch." I know. It was. It was stressful. You see Gudikins and Murphy? No. They did a shot of those two sitting together. What were they doing? I mean, just sitting there in the box watching. Slow play Rodgers, and there he is out there making plays for him. And, well, him and him and LaFleur, Rodgers got a good – here's my thing. You, it doesn't get any better in playing for the Packers, Aaron, especially if they're just going to re-sign Devontae. Like, you're the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Like, it's sweet. What were the, the other teams? The Broncos – the Raiders are out at this rate. Uh, Derek, Derek will be the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek's going to sign a Lewis is going to sign Derek to an eight year extension. It was the Niners, the Broncos. It was like anything. The Broncos. Yeah, that's right. Anything west of the Rams, <clears throat> the Chargers. Oh, sorry, Aaron. So Denver, that's, yeah, you know, this is better. Are the, are the Niners stuck? 
You're saying would the Niners pivot to Aaron? What if he demands to go? Would they take Trey Lance? Uh, if he demands to go, you keep Trey Lance, and you, you know, you guys like Jordan Love. Why am I sending you Trey Lance? We'll keep Trey. He'll sit behind Aaron for a couple more years. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I would just trade Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think. You, but what I'm saying is, do the Packers like Trey Lance more than they like Jordan Love? Well, the the 360 thing tonight that wasn't a good start. At least Jordan Love. Hey, that, that was no the play tape. call. That was the play call. I think that was the play call. Yeah, we got to get some good tape. If you want to make them tradable? We're literally in this thing already talking about trading Trey Lance, but he's. <laughs> it just shows you. For them, we're just they, having a good time. They do have a lot of like those guys are talented, right? Ayuk, Kittle's a stud, and Debo's a stud, and Trent Williams is a badass. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got really good players, but you're but the quarterback that you are rolling with, like we are. It, this is the team right now. Like we're not in 2020. This is we're only going into week four. Like Jimmy's your guy. Well, here's the I, other thing. I, can you win ten games? With this team already this injured, with this Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to be a challenge. It is going to be a challenge. Now, I don't think, like, what we saw, the lack, the, it's just, they're going to, it's Debo and Debo and Debo and Ayuk and Ayuk and Ayuk and Kittle and Kittle and Kittle. Would and you take three, I'd take three and two right now if you get to the bye. Yeah. Which one would you, would you, would you rather lose to the Seahawks or the Cardinals? Uh, I'd take the Seahawks. I'd have to do like a deeper dive. On I that think it hurts playing. the soul to suggest losing to the Cardinals more. But they lost to him last year. And they I almost know, lost to him a couple years ago. It feels worse, I think, to lose to the Cardinals. Does it matter? Would you rather lose a division game? On the <clears> road or at home? Well, like it doesn't feel like the Niners are winning up in Seattle. So I would just take Seattle here and then lost to the Cardinals. Because I do think you could beat the Cardinals here. Maybe. How many points has Seattle scored in the second half of its games this year? Like they're They got... I got to go back. I didn't really see any of that. I, how did they lose? I didn't see much of it either, but I think they completely stalled out on offense in the second half. Well, one moment I looked, they were up 17 to 7. In my mind, like in the first half, I just assumed, I bet the final score of this thing will be like 35 to 25, something like that, right? They just get a huge lead. Minnesota kind of comes back. And then all of a sudden I look and they're down 10. I'm like, that was the most shocking score update of the day when I went to my ESPN app. I did a double take. I think it was 27-17. So they must have scored 20 unanswered. And I look, and then some of the highlights of Cousins just throwing these dimes to dudes. I'm like, what is going on? So I guess if you were going to lose, it's feels kind of good that Seattle lost. The problem is the Rams kicked the shit out of the Bucks, And the Cardinals, last year they lose that game. Today they don't. Those two teams are 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the is the Niner. So, yeah. So the Seahawks game is a home game, and the Cardinals game is on the road. And then yeah. the bye, and then two two ankles, two ankles. Carson. They're not winning many games, guy. Well, they're zero three. <laughs> Colts. How about the the grand return of Brandon Ayuk? Can we acknowledge that for a second? Yeah. Good to see you, buddy. It was good to see. Now, maybe it was all just, you know, had to get the injury right. Somebody in the chat asked, where was Trent Sherfield tonight? Playing special teams, which is fine. Like you, tonight's a good example, and it shows you when it really gets nut-cutting time, when you have a playoff-level team and you're playing another playoff-level team, that's what it felt like today. Really, it's what it felt like in the Eagles. Like, in the NBA, what do they say? Shorten your rotation? In baseball, back in the day, like your starter goes a little longer, like you just ride your horses. It tonight felt like every time I looked, 
two wide receivers. It was 11 and 19, and I felt good. And then when they go three wide receivers, they brought Sanu in, who actually is playing pretty good. And that's it. And then Kittle and Juszczyk. And you're just riding those guys, and you don't really have a running back. 28 was in there, but he wasn't doing much. And that that, that does hurt Jimmy when you don't have a running game. But I the wide receivers, Ayuk made a couple big plays. Like I thought he was just getting open. He was just he was just good. You know. You- you mentioned tough guys on defense for them. One thing for the Niners, we talk about it all the time with their running backs. There's a type, and it's it's the type that puts its head down, that you know they just hit the hole, they put their head down, they run into into traffic. To be a Niner receiver at this point, you've got to be pretty pretty mentally tough because you are running through traffic a ton, and there are contested catches to be had and hits to be taken, and uh, anything that takes the load off of Debo Samuel and George Kittle is critical because. We've seen these guys over the years. They play at 100 miles an hour, and it's dangerous. And they, so if that means you have another playmaker, it's great to have another playmaker just to make the plays, but it's also great to take the heat off of those two because I I think it was. What What would the Packers do for one of those two? Think how good their offense would be with just one of those two. Yeah. They'd probably take Debo. I mean, they would. Maybe I I don't know, it wouldn't even matter. Both of them would be awesome for him. <laughs> they would take either one. You I mean, shouldn't. It shouldn't feel this uh, this much on a tight wire when you have those three guys. If all three of those guys are healthy. What, what I didn't understand, and this is where I kind of question Kyle, but it's you know the players got to get open. Why could Devonte get open? And I understand he's an all time great, but these guys are fast and talented. Like they were just not open at all. Like they, they weren't only not open, they were. I mean, the dude's right there. I mean, all over them. the the coverage on those two guys. Every single one of their passes were just extremely contested for a defense that's known as being pretty questionable. Besides the, I mean, twenty three is a good player, but Jesus, they were covered, and they're good. It's not like we like- question, like you know, they're route running, like they are both, like they're legit. Yeah, couldn't get open. It felt like there were 12 guys on defense sometimes. One issue I would say with those two guys, Devontae is bigger. And I'm not trying to compare these guys to Devontae, but like you do see where Muhammad Sanu really just like, just when you see it with your eyes, he's just a much bigger target. Yeah. Longer. Yeah. You know, and you're going to play with a guy like Jimmy, who is not, you know, going to go down in the record books as Mr. Accuracy. It does help. We talked about this for years with like, you know, Henry Ruggs, who's clearly just like, fuck, he's learning how to play. Uh, he looks sweet. But your margin for error on smaller guys, you do have to be pretty pinpoint. Like I'm watching Brady going, geez, these wide receivers are huge. You know, he's got Gronk. Evans, he's wide open, Gronk. Well, did you see the ball Godwin. in the end zone that Gronk didn't catch after? So Gronk gets crushed, comes back. Where he lays out. Where he lays out, he almost catches it with one arm. And I just, I saw when they had the replay from behind, just the fact that he could get a hand on that ball and almost, and give himself a chance to catch it was remarkable. He's such a massive human being. Their wide receivers are huge. I, mean, look I also NBA thought game. watching McVay run down the sideline to congratulate Deshaun Jackson that uh, he could play slot receiver for Kyle or, or Tom Brady. Or for himself. Or for himself, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's part, Mc, probably not why. Eat carbs. How does he stay so jacked? I mean, is, is he lifting every day? It's probably why there are a lot of contested catches on the Niners is because they're not 6'3". 
right? But you would so think, the especially Ayuk your... could. He did on the one. He gained separation against the rookie, the dude from Georgia, and Collinsworth was like, he'll learn. You know, you got to give him a little less cushion. The problem is, I bet they're telling him like he'll hit you with a double move and go by you. So that it's a hard balance. Yeah. That's the one thing I think us sitting on couches like, why doesn't he get up more on him? Well, these guys run, especially a guy like Ayuk, like f- probably when he four three eight four four flat. Like now that he's healthy, if you you know, if you get up and, and vice versa on all the guys the Niners play, like I'd rather just give the underneath stuff open all day than giving you the deep ball. Well, Chris says it's because no one respects Jimmy throwing the deep ball. <clears throat> well, sh- they shouldn't, right? No. Well, it, you know, the fourth and nine, is that what the Chargers converted on their game-winning drive? Not the touchdown, but I think they had a fourth and nine on that drive from like, they could have punted because it was a tie game. And they, it, was it was 24, fourth, 24. Yeah, it was a fourth and four and they had a penalty and it became a fourth and nine. And guess who? Justin Herbert threw the ball to Keenan Allen. And before they even get to the replay, uh, Romo goes. Slater jumped when it was like fourth and five. There was a play. Maybe that was third and five. But I know. Yeah, it makes sense because they there was a penalty pushed them back and and uh, and the Chargers still went for it. So that might have been the play you're talking about. Yeah. But Romo goes, they hit Keenan Allen. And Romo's like, all right, let's see how Keenan separated at the line. And it was just whoosh, whoosh, boom, just shook him. Right? It's yeah. just. Well, then God. these guys need to learn how to run better routes. That to me needs to be a point of emphasis because they have too much speed to not get open. Because the guys we see getting open, Devontae ran like 4 6, and he gets open with ease. It's just like, yeah, it's, again, it's not I, a fair I've, fight. I've seen these guys wide open before. <clears throat> no, I know, but the harder the games guy, and when you can't, this goes back to the scheme thing. When you cannot run it at will, they don't have to honor that run. But that's not really Debo's Debo's thing is not, you know, it's kind of Anquan-esque when you watch him in the past game. Why can it's, Yeah, I understand him a little bit, but Ayuk should be able yeah, to Ayuk his needs speed. To, but you, you know. but again, you cannot get, Garoppolo cannot get the ball down the field. No, so you can't really run deep routes. So I don't even know, you get I don't know what to do. I mean, you you've identified the problem. I, you're right. It's they got problems. They do have some issues. Before we go, especially just with these two teams coming up. <clears throat> even if how are they going to cover DK and Lockett if they can't cover Devontae? Why? How are you going to cover all the guys with Arizona and that guy? This, this is going to be a very very challenging two week stretch. That's where this win, even if it would have been a prayer, would have been a huge just prayer to be answered. It would have been a prayer, but it just it's the on the math of it all. It's like okay, you're three and zero. That means you get to use that freebie later. Right, that L you should have taken today, you get to use that somewhere else. It's also why they had to go two and zero in those first two games. They it's had true. no choice, and they did that. Yeah, Cooper Cup and Renfro hitting triple moves. They also have accurate quarterbacks. Uh, John, before going any further, let's tell the people about. Have you heard about this free ground beef for life? Oh my god! When you go guy. to butcherbox.com/ham, this one is slash ham. Go to butcherbox.com slash ham. Guy, for a limited time, Butcherbox is giving new members two pounds, like he said, of free ground beef in every order for life of your membership. Imagine never having to shop for ground beef again. You want burgers? Burger time. I got ground beef for life. You want omelet with some meat in it? 
burger time, you want tacos, taco time, I got you covered because I get free ground beef for life. One signed up, you choose your box, your delivery frequency, it's pretty easy. They offer five boxes, four curated box options as well. Easy to customize boxes. You've done it. I've done it. We've had stuff. I still have stuff in my freezer. I need to uh, same. I need to make. Uh, this is your chance to never have to shop for ground beef again. Think about that, people. That's right. ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life. Sign up butcherbox.com/ham. Get two pounds of ground beef for free in every order for life. Every get- order for life. Nine to eleven pounds of meat of your choosing in each box, depending on what you choose. You get the one hundred percent grass fed and finished beef, the free range orange chicken, the humanely raised pork, the wild caught lobster and wild caught Alaskan salmon, oh. or the sugar free bacon. Skip the oh. grocery store. Butcher Box has got the high quality meat you need ready for your meals. New members get free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham. That's butcherbox.com slash ham butcherbox.com slash ham to claim this free deal do it podcast also brought to you by our friends at sleep number sleep number sleep number sleep number dot com slash ham sleep number dot com slash ham where uh right now proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep you can save 900 bucks on the sleep number 360 smart beds you want even better sleep Sleepers who routinely use their Sleep Number 360, smart bed features, and Sleep IQ technology get almost 100 hours more of proven quality sleep every year, guy. Think about that. 100 hours extra. Think of what an advantage that is. If your opponent, if your competition in business is sleeping, they have more energy. They wake up. You know that when you wake up and you don't have a great night's sleep, I know you, how many hours of sleep you get last night? Because you were on the road traveling three or four? Yep. And then you get up, you just grind all day. You're not clear-headed. Well, tomorrow, probably won't get a great night of sleep either because you're working late. But on Tuesday, going into Wednesday, you'll be refreshed mm. because you have a sleep number bed. Don't you like it at the 30? The 30 I know. I'm around the 60. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, you, you, you're you over there by yourself and you're 30. That's true. I like That's it around 60. I like it a little firmer. John likes the 30, a little softer. But whatever works for you. That's the beauty. And the Sleep IQ technology helps you dial that in, John. You get your... You get your play calls all right. Um, sleep IQ technology gets you almost 100 more hours of proven quality sleep every year. Okay? So get after it. Save up to $900 on Sleep Number 360 smart beds plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments are required. See sleepnumber.com for details get on the prize picks app just like me and use the code ham 50 for a first deposit match of up to 100 football season's over but hoop season is getting hot tournament season or the fight for playoff home court there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year so get in on the excitement with prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and you can get it on baseball too i've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs uh, not off not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now but i put that one in the app just because i wanted something to root against with the dodgers prize picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured so hoops somebody leaves in the first half no problem injury insurance and on prize picks you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four 
correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. ButcherBox.com slash HAM helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Man, a lot of, a uh, lot going on in the YouTube chat tonight, including Killer Demo saying the dogs are ranked 18th, New York 6th <clears> bullet <throat> in reach. Dodged a bullet against UNLV on uh, Friday night, John. Woo! We were locked in on that game. And bye bye, New York 6th bowl, which oh I still feel God. is pretty far away, don't you? Uh yeah, what's what's the uh what's the the group of five uh, battle right now? Cincinnati group of five? What are they? Yeah, they are, and they're ranked in the top ten. I think they play Notre Dame this weekend. So uh, if they were to win, the dogs are out. <laughs> if Cincinnati beats Notre Dame, it's over. Yeah, sometimes they put two group of five teams against each other. Would feel oh no, I guess unla- they don't. Yeah, with Arkansas. Well, TCU was in the. They were, yeah, they were in the Mountain West. At the they time. were in the Mountain West, and that happened when they yeah. played Boise. No, yeah, no, yeah, they played Boise, Mountain West, whack, and they were both ranked in like the top ten. Yeah, that and they screwed them. They could have played one play Florida, the other play Oklahoma, or whatever, and they didn't do it. No, but um, you know, you know, you got to be undefeated, oh, like Coastal. like Doritos. You got to be undefeated, like Doritos. I mean, it's I. It's the first time in the history of the NFL. That a team has gone three and zero to start a season against three teams that all won ten games the year before. It's pretty impressive. Raiders have made history. Now, I'm not going to any Raider fan listening. I am not diminishing what you guys have accomplished because you are you look like a good team, right? I watch it. You pass the eye test. Today's a good example where you went in feeling like you were going to kick their ass. I all of a sudden I look up at the screen, it's 14 nothing. I'm like, whoa. They get a safety, then boom, all of a sudden it's like 14 to 12. And I just once I got to 14 to 12, I'm like the Raiders were winning this game. Now it got a little tighter. I gotta give Jacoby. I, I tweeted this out. If two of plays in this game, I think the Raiders win by double digits. Like they played Jacoby and he got hotter as the game went on, and it was just it wasn't easy. He's tough, he's big. He just kept hitting like that consistent little like when he would get pressured, that little out route, that guy would always give him like six, seven yards. But ultimately, like Ruggs had a catch in this game where he leaped in the air and he looked like Chris Carter. Remember, Chris Carter used to like get both of his feet inbounds is probably the best in NFL history. And Ruggs did that. And I went, yeah, I think this guy's starting to really figure it out. And he's yeah, going to be really good. I know his stat used four for 78, but that play alone... I know he's had some incredible touchdown catches in his in his NFL career, right? Long ones. The Jets won. The one against the Chiefs, I think he had one. He had one uh, against the uh, – I guess he didn't score against the Ravens, but he had one against the Steelers. 
I, is it crazy to say that's his best play as a pro? Just the, the difficulty? He, guy, because he had to leap. I mean, he was like 40 inches vertical, and then he gets both <laughs> feet down. It was yeah. just that, – that was his best play is like, I know it can go deep. I, I'm not saying that's not difficult, but – it's probably the easiest thing for him to do. Just I'm going deep. No one's going to stay. But the, if he can do that stuff, you become a real wide receiver. Right. Because then, now you can contribute every day, even on the days when you don't hit an 80-yard bomb. They're one and two wide receivers. Which, I, I guess Renfro, it's hard. I mean, he's he's. I'm calling him his three, but he's got five for 77. Like, he's a legitimate guy. But, I mean, they're, outs, they're one and two outside wide receivers. Came in the same draft, and they're good. That's pretty impressive drafting. Yeah, Edwards, I, I think it was pretty clear pretty early with that guy. Now, he wasn't healthy last year, but now he is. And then you get Waller. And I think the thing with Ruggs, it's only been three weeks, but he just he shows up in every game, which was not the case last week. I mean, last year, right? He'd go MIA for several weeks. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think he's figured it out. Derek Carr is leading the league in passing right now, and it's not hollow. When you say passing, you mean passing yards? yards? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh but you know who has the most touchdowns in the NFL? Tom? Yeah. How many? Ten. We only throw one a day. Uh yeah. Must have, right? Wonder how many Kyler had. Godwin. Um I'd got him on the fantasy team. Did Kyler throw a touchdown today? I don't know. I honestly didn't watch much of that thing. He might I not mean they have. scored thirty one points, but no, he didn't score he didn't throw a touchdown today. I didn't think so. Ran one. It ran one, yeah, and Connor ran one, and and, and that was it. Uh, that's th- shouldn't there be another touchdown there? Well, here's the thing: like, let's use the let's use the Cardinals as an example. Oh, yeah, I would say I would say on paper the Cardinals just in terms of explosiveness. If you just like ask defensive coordinators the way they're playing right now, they would keep you up at night, right? They have a a, a quarterback who's fantastic because of their offense. They're not very dependent on the running back. They use that Edmonds guy. I didn't even know James Conner was on their team, honestly, but he he had the touchdown. But then A.J. Green, who looks good. Kirk is good. Obviously, DeAndre is a star. And they just have a Rondale Moore, who they drafted, I think, in the second round this year. Because uh, Kyler watched some tape of him? Yeah, it's really good. That was like, the story on that. Like, for, for example, that is the story. They had to, like, watch. Kyler like, wanted him. The Raiders are every bit as dynamic as these top offenses, and I know they technically are, but Josh Jacobs isn't even, like, he missed the last two games. When they're healthy, their offensive skill guys, quarterback, tight end, wide receivers, and running backs is pretty elite, right? Just in terms of they can go deep, they can go short, they can pound you with their running back. Their tight end is, he made a couple plays today where you're like, Jesus, guy's good. He is sweet. Is he not? Do that one play over the kind of the middle where he catches it with the two guys kind of draped on him. And, the, and Miami's clearly pretty good on defense, but man, like just the, the difference between Miami and the Raiders, for example, in terms of offensive firepower, it's not even close. And, the, and Miami's Gusecki solid waddle. You cannot throw a quick screen <clears throat> at the one yard line when you're backed up at the one yard line. Cause he has to catch it. Like the, the safety. Have you seen a safety like that before? I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't think I have. I saw Casey Hayward, his quote after the game was like, "Yeah, it kind of changed the game because they were kind of getting their ass kicked." I think it was fourteen nothing, 
and he just made a pretty good open field tackle, and the guy's four yards deep in the end zone. And I Waddle comes to the end zone like, God, they would never have called this for me at Alabama. You no, we never would have been here. <laughs> Alabama in the end zone. Our own end zone? We're in the wrong end zone. What's this end zone look like? I was flipping channels last night. They were playing Southern Miss because I was watching your game, and they were playing on SEC Network. The opening play of their game, Southern Miss kicks it off. Dude takes it to the house, and no one even gets close. Never even heard of the guy. I'm like, yeah, this thing's over. It was like 31 nothing before you even blink. <laughs> they destroyed them. Uh, Raiders right now, John, are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. I have to count because, God forbid, ESPN.com put ranks next to its stats. Uh, Raiders are sixth in scoring in the league. Cardinals, Bucks, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Raiders. Those are playoff teams. I know the Bills are 1 and 2. Uh, the Chiefs are 1 and 2. Those are playoff teams. So, say, I mean, they, say, say the teams again. Cardinals. Okay. We'll see. Bucks. Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Raiders. Cardinals are, are the, a, Cardinals are a couple wins away from it being pretty difficult for them to not make it, aren't they? I know. Unless <laughs> they get, hit a skid, which it's possible. But you get to like seven and two, what's a three game skid? You're still seven and five. You know, yeah. can you get to like nine or ten? It's true. They're gonna be around. Um I might so have to yell on that one. But but I would say this, like, well, it's a long, it's a long, you know, it's a long term play. Well, do you feel do you feel confident like the Cardinals and the Raiders are pretty good examples? Two teams that under their coaches have not made the playoffs. Cardinals got closer than the Raiders, even though they had the same record. It was just easier last year in the NFC. Do you feel confident that the Raiders are going to be in the playoffs? Yeah. Like a wild card? Could they um, win the division? Yeah, I mean, the yes, Chiefs are in shambles. They could. They could. They play no, the, the Chargers well. are good. The Broncos are good. Like it's it's. I do think I don't think anyone's running away with the AFC West. Like it's going to come down to just a few plays and a few big games. But yeah, I mean, they've beaten the Ravens head to head. The Bengals are the other two and one team in the AFC North. They beat the Steelers. They just beat the Dolphins. They're better than the Patriots. So how many teams can you say definitively are better than the Raiders right now well, in the AFC? We, we get to see them play a division team that's pretty damn good this week, right? Monday Night Football, that's a big game. The Charger game. Yeah, that's a huge Huge, game. especially given what the Chargers just did, yeah. But the hype on this game, both these two teams are good, those two quarterbacks. Like, this is, this is a big night for the Raiders. Every time that they play a good team now that they're good, the games are big, which is cool, which wasn't the case, right? When Gruden first got here and he reset the franchise – Last year they had it for a minute, and even two years ago I know they started six and four, but it this feels different. I mean, Derek's way better. You know? Derek's way better, and and clearly defensively they're not. They tackle. Like they they can hang. They just yeah they tackle. They've got enough on defense. I think. Did you Maybe see the late, did you see the late hit on Crosby when Jacoby was rolling out? He was like rolling out. <clears throat> I, I think it was in regulation, and Crosby came like chasing him, and he throws it. It's one of those, like, it's just one, you know, they threw it. He took him, he hit him. I don't know. Playing on the edge, John. I know. Playing on the edge. Um, I see a lot of Solomon Thomas is resurrecting his career. Oh, yeah? You know, sleep on Solomon Thomas. Doing what Arden Key said he would do. (laughs) He's still on the Niners? You notice him tonight? I did not. (laughs) I did not either. Do you notice D Ford tonight much? Uh, yeah, there was a pass rush early in the game where they sacked Rodgers. That D Ford came off the left edge. 
You notice one that he missed Devontae late in the game? I think D was supposed to cover him in the flat. I'm like, I don't know, D'Amico, if I want to be doing that. Yeah, how many snaps did he play? Do we have a... My guess would be 15-ish. I, I did notice Kinlaw a lot in there in the run game. Like, I just felt 99 flying. Like, just his body type. Aaron Jones, like, shit, got to go this way. Yep. There is something to be said about having enormous people in your in your middle of your defense. Yeah. And I yet noticed it watching the Bears with Akeem Hicks. Like, I like having a guy that weighs 330, 340 pounds who can make plays. Like, that. if I was like, what, what are your t- team-building philosophies? I'd have, obviously, the quarterback and some good offensive linemen, like, I want a sweet pass rusher. I want a huge D tackle who's a badass. Just give me a guy that's like 340, 6'5 plus, please. How about the uh the the can we talk about a couple of the games? A couple of things jumped out. Justin Tucker off the crossbar. That was pretty cool. You know what I didn't realize until I watched the highlight again, like during Sunday night football? I mean, I realized it hit the crossbar, but I didn't realize that it hit the crossbar and then like rocketed to the back of the net. Like it hit the crossbar and then got Sometimes you don't hit the crossbar and then it kind of barely gets over. I thought it hit the crossbar and went up. Did it it, not? Yeah, but but it ended up hitting the net behind the upright. So it, you think, it traveled a good distance. Don't you think he got lucky in the way that it hit the crossbar? Like if he hits it the wrong angle, maybe it goes it the, other way. the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I guess is that is that all just simply in You'd have to ask him. He probably knows. I, the Ravens tweeted it out. They have clearly have Wi-Fi on the plane. He was in first class, him and the holder. And Marlon Humphrey, the star corner, had walked up, went live on IG, and asked for a breakdown. And he's like, did you feel you could hit it? Because Marlon's like, I felt pretty good, but I was like, it's a long way. And Tucker's like, yeah, I felt pretty good. He's like, what did you feel like when it was in the air? He's like, I felt it good. And then when he's hit the crossbar, Marlon's like, you know, I didn't feel great when it hit the crossbar. And because when it hit the crossbar, when it was in the air, when I was watching it live, I felt like it would have been good for 75, the arc of it. And and given who the kicker was, I'm like, is this, can this guy make him from 80? And then as it got closer, I'm like, I don't know. And then when it hit the doing and it felt like the whole place went silent because the ball went live and then you're just watching the two guys, you know, the two referees. And when they go like this, that's as good of a kick moment in the history of the NFL. You know, it's you're right. It's kicks are so unique because of because you have to be seeing two things at once. You have to be seeing if it's straight and you have to be seeing if it's far enough. And you can't see both at the same time. But did you watch the whole stretch of that drive? They were at like yes. the 20. They had no timeouts. Lamar looks terrible. I know. They hit this crazy play just to like get them somewhat in position. Then with seven seconds left and no timeouts, I was like, what is Lamar doing? He just throws it away. Maybe they told him, hey, if nothing's there, just fucking we'll just live with JT. Yeah, yeah. Which, is he he a Hall of Fame kicker? He's definitely a Hall of Fame talent. I don't know how they judge. Yeah, how many kickers? Big moments. Um, He's got to be one of the greatest talents to ever kick, right? Clearly. Because he's like Seabass, but they go balls to go straight. You know, he doesn't. Like, people, we talked a lot about this with Sebastian. He clearly had one of the all-time great legs, but if you really watched his games, and when they were terrible, I got news for you, beside the Raider fans, no one was really watching him. He was not very accurate. This guy is like, I don't even, John Rom. I mean, he's just like perfectly straight. It's like, what is, this guy, there's not even arc. Like Mason Crosby, that game winner, like a lot of guys play a fade or a hook. He is just straight. 
That was cool. Hollywood Brown dropped a couple touchdowns in that game on the same drive that killed us. David in the chat says, would the Lions want Jimmy? No. They could have had Jimmy. They already could have had Jimmy this offseason. That would have been a bad loss. That would have been a bad loss for the Ravens, the Lions. Yeah, that was a bad L for us, but uh, Bengals beat the Steelers. Colts for 3-0, or 0-3, excuse me, lost to the Titans. Wasn't that a sneaky? I mean, the Bengals beat the Steelers pretty easily whenever I was looking. Yep, 24-10. <laughs> they were kicking their ass. You had the box score open on that game? Burrow, 14 of 18 for 172, three touchdowns. Jamar Chase had two more touchdowns. Jamar Chase turns out can catch. How many catches? Uh, well, four for 65. So. Then, <laughs> I don't know if anybody has consistently had the box score that Ben Roethlisberger has, where it's like you look up and it was he threw a, for three hundred eighty yards, huh? Yeah, and he threw sixty times. This this was actually thirty eight of fifty eight for three eighteen. You're like, oh, that game must have been forty two thirty eight. It's like, no, he, they scored ten points. Ben consistently has fifty eight pass attempts in a game where his team scores seventeen or less. I I always struggle. <clears throat> Not an analytical guy. I mean, I am, but I, I'm just saying like the true meaning of it. I, I think sometimes you can be on either side and have a legitimate argument. His average yards per attempt was five and a half yards. That's pretty nuts. Five and a half. That's a pretty low number for a guy that had that many throws. Yeah. So are a lot of these, is he just dumping it off? I mean, Najee had 14 carries for 40 yards. He also had 14 catches for 102. So is he just... okay? Is Sorry, I did not check the receiving numbers there. That's a hell of a game, Najee. That's but it, that's a lot of touches. He takes some physical hits. Well, he yeah, creates some hits. Well, because Roethlisberger, he's the only like Roethlisberger can't throw it down the field right now, so he's just dumping it off the twenty. I mean, Claypool had nine for ninety six. So they're productive. Like they're actually not terrible. I might take these guys in fantasy. Gets just not their lot. quarterback. <laughs> no. I mean, nineteen targets for Najee. Well, I think that's a lot of you just down late they're taking away all the deep stuff and ben's just dumping it to him it's the stuff Derek used to get crushed for in games like that because you would look and see five and a half it's why he's getting shit on everyone thinks he sucks everyone thinks roethlisberger sucks you see the lock and fora the little sunday morning report flow this morning there were some good ones but the one that i that stands out in my mind the first thing i saw was like his cbs report was Pulled a bunch of executives around the league. Every single one of them thinks Roethlisberger is shot. You know, after watching the first two games on film, like, yeah, guys, we knew this last year. But th- their problem is, if he's like really, really shot, th- are they going to win six, seven games? For the first time, like Tomlin and Mike go under five hundred. If no. this is what they got, they 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 won't win seven games if that's if he's well, shot. Well, they can't beat the Bengals at home. They were at home. They didn't go to Cincy. They were in Pittsburgh. That's, I mean, it's, who's going to win that division? Cleveland? Yeah. Baltimore? I think Cleveland. Better than Baltimore? Baltimore's just, they are just walking a tightrope right now. <laughs> yeah, they, they got issues. Although Lamar is just, you know, the way you talk about watch, watching Lamar Jackson play football, even if he's not at his best, it's just one of the best things you can watch. It's very entertaining. I mean, he because because he makes throws that only a handful of people can make. Very entertaining. Pretty big game actually this week. Broncos hosting the Ravens. 
Like, are the Broncos winning that game? Are going four zero, or are the Ravens come in there and get them? That's like the first coming. Well, it feels up. like the Ra- God. You that is a big game. The Ravens just cannot play an easy game because this one's not going to be. Here's the the Broncos are going on a little Raiders schedule here. They got Ravens, Steelers, then they get the Raiders. I think we'll learn a little bit about the the old Fangio Broncos here in yeah. the next three weeks. How about the how about the one at one o'clock games this week four Sunday? Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, Niners at the same time. Chiefs, Eagles. I'm in. I mean, that's fantastic. So you're telling me the Chiefs off a pretty bad loss. Go to home. Philly. Go to Philly. Which get them know, on a short week. They're they're got to fly from Dallas. Obviously, Andy Reid's health is going to be a big part of the story because this is a big. His health is a story just for the sake of his health. But you know, if if it hadn't been that, his return to Philly would be a huge story. Which he'll be healthy by Tuesday, hopefully. Knock on wood. I yeah. mean, he'll be, and then that'll be the story. But it, um, to me, the story really is more than just Andy's return to Philly because I think he did it. I think his first year in Kansas City, they played Chip on like a Thursday night game. To me, the number one story is like, are the Chiefs not as good this year? I mean, there are – that's sneaky must win for Kansas City. You can't start one and three. No. Uh, early look at the dead of the week without even looking at the line. Lions and Bears play this week, and I like the Lions in that game and the points, not even knowing they're on the road. I'm not sure what the line's going to be, but... Say that one more time. Uh, dead of the week options here. Lions, Bears. Okay. I like the Lions if if um, if that's... Jags, Bengals play as well. Football team, Falcons. Um, there's, so there's some... Those are some good candidates. <laughs> we got some duds. We got some duds. Uh, Ryder Cup, by the way. Justin Spieth, greatest shot I've ever seen. I think I think it might be. When he was at the bank and hit it up. And hit it up. How high did we get an AWS or something on that thing and then almost went to the water? Yeah, I mean, probably 80 feet. In the, I mean, it was really, really high when they showed the slow motion thing on it. There were well, a lot what? of guys down there throughout the week. A lot of them did not get over. Like, it was pretty remarkable that he pulled it off. Have, have, have we seen the end of the Brooks-Bryson rivalry? What do you think? No. How, but how could you go like that? They're drinking beers. You see right now they're throwing an America party. Yeah. Must be somewhere there. They had a, like a huge – it'd be like we win the NBA Finals throwing a party. Bryson at the party is wearing a shirt, the stepbrother shirt with their two faces on it. Like I, I just don't see how you go back to hating each other. You have to agree once the human element, even if you down on them, there was some elements. Stricker said today when he was in tears, he had a pretty good on the postgame press conference with them all. I never won a major. And he was like, he was the best putter on tour for a long time. This is my major. And then DJ's wasted, comes right up to him and hugs him. DJ's shithoused on the thing. I mean, he's drinking cocktails. Because the faster you, you have to finish. I didn't realize this. The last guy has to finish. So you just like play out the points, even though it's over, like after like four guys, just for historical. So it's a celebration. Yeah, so guys are getting wasted as other guys are playing. I, I do think it's going to be hard for them to hate each other quite as much, but it's, this is a pretty abnormal event for the sport. They yeah. Play. I mean, I hope, look, it's weird. I, 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 he was a main draw there. Like he was pretty like people coming to see him. Now they do that Bryson. normally and, and cheer against him. Bryson. But it felt like at the Ryder cup, they wanted to see him. Like, I think the beauty of Bryson is like, he doesn't have to be the bad guy to be really interesting. Right. The whole he, thing. Remember we pounded over the water, both arms over his head. Like he that's was doing enough. a lot. Of, he was doing that. A lot of that, this week. Don't worry, guys. I'm still going for the green. That's enough. It, it doesn't have to be this whole WWE storyline on the side. So, yeah, maybe you're right. I I just, 
you know, a week of good feelings don't last forever. But well, he'll do some stupid shit. Like he can misspeak, and he's just gonna be. It was a historic victory today. It's the biggest victory in the history of this Ryder Cup. So two, to me, th- historic things happened today. That get to the other one here in a second, but I I do just these guys they're in a unique spot that I do think they're all pretty friendly. And I heard Justin Thomas say like I've known a lot of these guys through junior golf and stuff since I was like twelve, and they just all turned out to be like all time players. <laughs> I mean, the, the oldest guy on the team was Dustin Johnson, who's 37 years old. The major, like even Kepka's like 33. And then the rest of them are all younger, like Xander and Tony Fina. These guys are all like 28, 30. I mean, how old's Bryson? 27. Like this team is like, we're pretty, before we were all like t- Tiger Phil and then all the other crew. Yeah. And I do feel like they weren't quite in their heydays loose. Like these guys were just like, felt a little looser. And that includes Bryson and, and Brooks. I also think it's young guys that have won, right? Like Brooks has won, Bryson's won, Morikawa's won, DJ's won, Spieth's won, Kepka's won. J- J- yeah, JT hasn't, but he well, won a he won yeah, a PGA. He yeah, he won a PGA. So I like that's Xander's a big part got a gold. Xander's got a gold. I think that's a big part of it. What's the other historic thing that happened today, Sunday? This was crazy because I'm watching this game last night. <clears throat> And at one point in time, I'm like, no, they're not going to win. And then it flipped. I'm like, oh, they're going to kick their ass. And it was Oregon State beating USC. Yeah. And then when I, whoever the play-by-play guy was, was like, well, just to put this into context, when it kind of felt like USC might be in trouble, Oregon State has not won at the Coliseum since 1960. And then you do the math, you're like, that's like 60 years ago. years. Yeah, 61. That is insane. I like, know. that is a eye-opening stat. Now, and for a long time, before they've added some teams, like all these teams were playing each other every year, right? Vice versa, right? I mean, for a long time, it was like Pac-8 or Pac-10. Once you add the two teams, like Oregon State's always been there, and so has is, so is SC. So these teams have been playing for a long time. It's not like, they, you know, in the SEC, like you might skip a team for four years, so it would be a little skewed. Like these teams have consistently played each other for fucking 80, 100 years. And clearly, SC is the dramatically better program, but Oregon State guy, I don't know how, I know you were working. They might just be pretty solid. I mean, that running back they have is good. Like, they're just a tough, gritty team. And they're, and their coach, I was watching some of your game. It was like those two coaches are defensive coaches, right? Watching Wilcox and Jimmy Lake and the defenders. It's just physical football, which is cool. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Watching Jonathan Smith, and Wilner had a couple tweets during the game, like, you know, if SC really wants an offensive innovator, take him. Just kidding. But, like, he is. I think he's better than people assumed he was when he, – where'd he come from? Peterson staff? Yeah. Like, I think he's the real deal. I think he's pretty good. I do, too. Every time I watch them, I think he's getting the most out of what he has. And I think he's pretty creative. And, you know, he played quarter. He was a former walk-on quarterback at Oregon State. But his offense is at Washington – were really dynamic, and he he was the offensive out, coordinator for Pete. Yeah, and as it turned out, I mean Dante Pettis, he's an NFL player, but he's not Devonte Adams and John Ross. Super. I mean, it's not like we look John back. Ross up, still in the NFL. So, and they were they were incredible on offense. Almost said Jay Kaner. I meant uh, what was the quarterback? Jake name? Browning. Jake Browning. Yeah, Oregon State hadn't won. Now, they're in different divisions now, right? So they don't play every year. But 
it'd been 11 years since Oregon State had won in that series. Um, Just beat them. Well, they beat with the, They beat the Mark Sanchez team. They they hadn't. They'd only won three games in L.A. in their entire history, and they've played in L.A. I got the number right here. SC is forty-two three and three against Oregon State at home. I bet UCLA probably has pretty good numbers against them too. You know, I bet they haven't won many games in that city. Maybe yeah. a little better against UCLA, but uh, yeah, nineteen sixty, USC won twenty-four straight in L.A. Their running back is pretty good. Like he's a solid. I, I, PJ Baylor. He's I like that kid. Yeah, I but picked you're right. the Beavs some this the, week, John. Some, some, you did some of the plays. I was just thinking, like, I would like to see this guy with better talent. Well, you like, saw it. it was at Washington. They went to the college football playoff. <laughs> true. Yeah, but for example, let's say UCLA. I, I'm not saying Chip's going to get Chip. Just had a nice win. He's not probably not going anywhere. I think but, they're good. I think UCLA's good. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if that guy had the Washington job, right, or UCLA, or he's probably not a big enough name for USC, but what he's doing there is kind of our roots. Like, that's the type stuff that a coach at Fresno State, Nevada, or Boise State would get put on the map and get a sweet job from. And he's doing it at the Power 5 equivalent. But Oregon State, in terms of job importance, if you just took all the Power 5 jobs in the country of all five conferences – I, I appreciate the program. I like what it stands for. I like what the athletic program stands for. I'm not like dogging them at all. I have a lot of respect. It's a bottom five ten percent, right, of that whole entire yeah. yeah group. But I mean, he's you know that's what he's. Sometimes those programs break through, right? Not every program that's great in college football is one that on paper you'd go. Oh, that's obviously going to. I'm be just one saying it's hard, it's harder to sustain at a program like that. Sure, I mean, you just based on the talent you have in your state, right? Just you and, just and how that. the and how the other teams in your conference are up or down. For sure, right? It'd be hard, even if he's awesome, if SC has Urban Meyer in two years to hang with them, right? Right. Urban might go in 17, so he might be there. Uh, I'm thinking about buying some Urban stock. You told me that. I thought that was just one of your worst sags potentially ever. <laughs> Worse than what I was all in on Jay Cutler just because everyone hated him so much. But at least he had like a lot of I mean and Urban does have talent to coach just in college. Yeah. Well, he, I don't think Urban ever thought he'd lose to Cliff. Like would Jonathan Smith go to Cal from Oregon State? It's hard. Oregon State's his alma mater. Yeah, I don't know. You think Wilcox on safe ground? Is is he safe? I I think he is. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. What are they? One and three. They're one and three. It's hard. It can just snowball on you once you get into conference play. If you have a bad record, and then all of a sudden you get back to that game. They've lost play. three heartbreaking games too. Yeah. But did they really have a chance to win your game though? They tied it up late, right? Yeah. I mean, they took it to overtime. <coughs> but they didn't get the ball first. No, they won the coin toss. Oh, they didn't. They fumbled. They won the coin toss. Started on defense. Oh, they got the ball down to the one, oh. the two yard line. Is that usually the move? You you defer. Yeah, because you want to know if you can kick the field goal. Gotcha. That's normal um, practice. I think I think it's pretty normal practice is to take the ball second. Although I always think taking the ball first once you've scored feels incredible. Well, if your yeah. offense is good too, I would just take the ball. Yeah, put the pressure on them. I think if they had scored a touchdown, I don't know. I, I think they should have gone for two. But um, they got Washington State this week, John. Big one. 
You doing that game? Yeah, you know it. Cal Washington home State? game. Cal Wazoo. Okay, home game for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lastly, this was to me one of the highlights of Saturday. Spencer Rattler, it's not going that smoothly, and it might not be all of his fault. They're run, they're just offense looks. They really struggled to beat West Virginia. They after chanted, they dodged that two lane bullet. They chanted. They have some star five star who was like the DJ Ungale of last year's class. Like yeah. he's the he's the number one guy. They chanted the guy's name is Caleb something. We want Caleb. That's just what they were saying. We want Caleb. We want Caleb. The whole place is chanting that. That's crazy because unlike in the NFL when they chant like we want David Carr, like Alex Smith doesn't show up the next day and go to class with all those people. <laughs> like when it happens in college, like there's a student section. Like I'm yeah. going to see them at the party later tonight. This is bullshit. And they're going to try and be like, hey, man, come on in. You guys were chanting for Caleb. I don't know. Tough spot for Caleb. Again, Caleb guys, Williams. I, I mean, if you're Caleb, you're like, I didn't come here to sit. <laughs> Caleb. Who's you Caleb? Know, <clears throat> uh, watch out for Caleb because he's coming. How many regular season games in the – how many Big 12 games has Oklahoma won 16 to 13 under? Yeah, it looks weird, bro. It looks off. And the quarterback starts with that guy. Now, they maybe they don't have CeeDee Lambs and Hollywoods and Samaji P. Ryans and – but Spencer, it's human nature, right? How many, the greatest programs in the history of programs, you're not just going to go eight for eight on quarterbacks, right? You're going to have one. And he's not terrible. Like if he transferred, he wouldn't end up at New Mexico. Like he'd have options. He would go to a power five program, but he clearly isn't as good as the other guys. It's just obvious. But he was so famous that he was the name that I felt a lot of people did in the offseason, this guy could be the number one pick in the draft because he's just like five stars at Oklahoma. Yeah, who just else? Kinda... Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not. Neither Sam Howell, North Carolina, no. they lost again. How about Clemson's lost? Clemson's got two losses now. How did they stay in the top 25? Well, they, yeah. I mean, I guess when, when one of your losses is Georgia, that probably helps. I heard Lugan Bill on a podcast and he said one major difference that no one talked about with DJ and Trevor, despite both of them being the number one quarterback in five stars, Trevor's accuracy was elite. DJ was not a naturally accurate quarterback. He had a strong arm and he could make great plays, but he wasn't. And I think it just gets, you don't really see it unless you truly study it. And then once you get to that level, it's like, well, can you make a couple of these throws? And maybe he's just a little off. I, I, I didn't watch it, but he's clearly he's, – I've looked at his line the last couple of weeks. It is not going well for that guy. Well, I mean, look, say what we want about Trevor Lawrence and his pro career to this point. He was viewed as one of the great prospects of all time. He came to college, and he delivered, right? That's who DJ Uyunglele is following. Is this he guy that aw- delivered? He was awesome in college, Trevor. <laughs> delivered from, from, from jump. Yeah. Um, by the way, John, I, I know we haven't talked a lot of baseball lately. You and I both love baseball. Two games in the NL West. Monday is an off day. Six games to play. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what the Giants and Dodgers have ahead of them. And uh, I, I just can't believe we're six games away potentially from the Giants actually pulling this thing off. I think they pulled it off. I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to lose it, don't you? I, it will be. It will be hard. Do you know who they play? Yeah. They play the Diamondbacks for three and the Padres for three. Aren't the Diamondbacks pretty terrible? Diamondbacks are pretty terrible. 
the uh, Dodgers play the Padres for three and the Brewers for three. Shout out to my old college roommate, Steve Braun, who called, who caught his brother, Ryan Braun's honorary first pitch at the, at their uh, Brewer game today. I think this is out there and the momentum's building, but I got a text from a guy that would know because he knows a power broker in the Padres. And again, it's already kind of lined up and this guy's already spoken on it. Bruce Bochy is going to be the manager of the San Diego Padres in 2022. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's a lot. I think when he retired, I remember Dickinson's been on this too, but like they asked him right away, like, so you're retired? He's like, well, not exactly. He's like, all right, well, which jobs would he take? Like, well, not the Royals. Here's what I know. In a day and age when managers don't influence teams that much, they will be better, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I thought they would be better. That was kind of crazy. It is going to be weird seeing him, but he's done Boach. it before. Yeah. yeah. He has done it before. Just uh, enjoy. I'm going to enjoy some baseball this week, too, in addition to everything else going on. I love this time. This is, we are coming down to my favorite part of the year. Like the following week? Yes. Like the the <laughs> first week of October, you start getting all these baseball you get like Monday games. night football, then you get a baseball game Tuesday, That's Wednesday, right. then you get Thursday night football, then you get some series. I love when you get those like multiple, like, wait, there's four games on a Friday. They start at 11 a.m. <laughs> baseball? <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. So anyway. All right. On that note, we had a lot to talk about today, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Big week ahead. Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest. He looked like it. All right. Good night, everybody. Later. Or good morning if you're listening to this in the morning. Yeah.